0: Welcome to the show. This is Free Talk Live. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, tuning in and gracing us with your presence. My name is Stephanie, and I'm Andric. Yes, indeed. And now you might not be hearing used to hearing my voice in the first chair because normally on Sunday nights it's myself and Mark. Mark is the weeknight co-host of Free Talk Live. You hear him. Uh, the other Tuesday through Sunday, normally, but tonight he is actually off, emceeing an event for the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which I guess is a political organization um, in New Hampshire trying to work inside the system and, and get some things changed. So they have like an annual awards dinner, I guess, um, for the legislator of the year and for the uh, activist of the year. I guess, I guess they, I guess is what they do. Was was
1: Mark the prettiest face they could find?
0: Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they didn't ask me, so.
1: Uh, You got me. (laughs) They weren't looking hard, I
0: guess. (laughs) So anyway, Mark has gone to emcee that event tonight, and he will be back next week as we uh, do our usual show, myself and Mark hosting on Sunday nights. But tonight, Mandrick has graciously decided to join me. Um, I actually had uh hoped to get Brett Vinott from the School Sucks podcast on tonight because uh I always enjoy a chance to do a show with him when it's possible, but unfortunately he's not feeling too well, so we really we really uh are thinking about you, Brett, and we hope you feel better. And Mandrick, so much uh, thank you so much for joining me tonight to hey. uh, do the show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. It's always fun. This is gonna be a fun show. We've got a lot of topics planned for you all to talk about. Our call in number is of course six zero three four three five. 1105 you can call in anytime during the show we're on till 10 p.m. tonight and you can bring up whatever is on your mind and your calls will be our priority and in the meantime before we get any calls we're going to talk about some things that we wanted to discuss including some interesting news uh, there's been a lifting of the ban on military suicide condolences i thought that was a very interesting what? an important article. It, it, it
1: seems crazy why they, why, I didn't even know there was a ban on military suicide condolences. I, I'm, <sighs> these were sent out from. It's just the like the government.
0: government to ban some empathy, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Especially from people who killed themselves. Yeah. Doing, you know, after they you no know, laughing. And, I'm, I'm really no, just laughing funny.
0: because I'm uncomfortable with it. I mean, it's really, I, I shouldn't do that because it's not funny at all. It's extremely sad and extremely, um, just, beyond words, really. I mean, it, you, you can't say, I'm I'm sorry for your loss to the family of someone sure. who killed themselves because of the horrible things that they've seen in the military. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. And, uh, we also have something about our taxes voluntary, right? From the IRS or our best friends. Of course they are. Right. You don't, you don't have <laughs> to pay. <laughs> I, I don't think so because if I, I would love it if they were voluntary because then I would choose to opt out and, uh, provide the services that I want to get in some alternative way other than you know being forced to fork over a percentage of my paycheck for many things that I don't use and don't want, like the military sure. <laughs> becoming an empire in many different parts of the world. But I don't think I can choose to opt out of that system because I've seen people who have tried to opt out be convicted, imprisoned, raided, you know, men with guns coming to their homes and hurting them and hurting their families, garnishing their wages and that that kind of thing. So it doesn't seem too voluntary to me. And I don't think think that many people think of taxes as something that is voluntary. So we'll get into that as well. And the same thing happens to people that do opt in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. If, if they want it's to target true. you, either they'll way, target you. Either way, you get hurt. That's yeah. absolutely true, Mandrick. There's, good, there's, good there's no way out of it.
1: Yeah. But we, you were talking about these uh, military suicides. Yeah. You want to
0: just jump right into that article?
1: Uh, well what I, I was just going to comment uh mm-hmm. it, it i didn't even like i said i didn't realize they even had a ban on on military suicide condolences, mm-hmm. but it just made me think of how a lot of religions where if you're if if you commit suicide, they won't have a ceremony for you.
0: Yes. A certain.
1: I know that's how it was with the Greek Orthodox religion. Yeah. So it just, it just made me think of that. I just thought Would of that. Which you,
0: by the way, for our listeners who are not familiar, um, I interviewed Mandrick on my podcast, Pork Therapy, which is going through some transitions right now. We had um, my co-host, who I'd done the show with for the last year and a half, has um, decided to leave the show. So I'll be doing the show solo and taking it live. But one of our last episodes together was um, – the one with Mandrick, where he yeah. talked about his recent experiences coming out as an atheist to his very large religious Greek orthodox family and um kind of the the end of his marriage that sort of resulted from all that and his move to new hampshire so it was a very interesting show but i know Mandrick, you it wasn't an easy thing to be raised in this um this very kind of strongly culturally flavored religion sure. right it's not oh, just absolutely. it's not just leaving
1: it's intertwined. I mean, yeah. we've already we've already hijacked this article before we have even read a sentence. <laughs> well, okay, we well, just to it.
0: bring it full, full circle, you're you're right. I mean, we get a little <laughs> bit on tangent. That's, just, so that's, that's, that's what we do best. My, yeah, that's just <laughs> where, where my mind about.
1: went. It just it just made me think of of just how when people commit suicide, I, it, mm-hmm. what kind of mental state do they have to be in to do something like that? It just and and to offer no support and and love
0: and I just think, condemn I I think they must have to be feeling Uh, The person who commits suicide, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think they must have to be feeling extremely hopeless and like there's no one who's empathizing and no one who's understanding them. But uh, to view a person who commits suicide as someone who has done something wrong, Mm -hmm. I mean, usually those people are into this punishment mentality when someone else behaves the way that they don't want them to behave I'm using a lot of pronouns here, but <laughs> when someone who's into this punishment mentality sees another person behave in a way that the first person does not want, they, their immediate response, you know, they feel maybe fear or upset or something like that. Their immediate response is to, to punish them and to force them sure. to use the shame and the guilt and the punishment as a way of controlling that person's behavior. But if, if someone commits suicide, you can't punish them. They're dead. And there's, I mean,
1: there's usually a lot of anger behind that too. I mean, not usually, but I guess it depends on the situation. But mm-hmm. if if the person had children, or you know, they, they were already the family was already in a poor financial condition,
0: and mm-hmm. and you know, and they're they're survived by their family. But imagine what the family must be going through, sure. and then to have. Other people saying, "Well, that person did wrong by by committing suicide." It's, they're going to hell. The, the the family has been suffering enough yeah. with the loss that they've just experienced. They don't need another person heaping external, you know, additional punishment onto them.
1: Yeah, but they're going to get it anyways. Usually, a lot of times, it just happens. That's just the mindset a lot of people have.
0: It's it's just so sad. And another thing about viewing suicide as something wrong, which comes from re- that that idea does come from religion. You know, I was raised. Jewish, in the in the Jewish uh, synagogue, and I went to Hebrew school when I was young. And I know, Mandrick, you grew up in the Greek Orthodox Church, and I wonder what they told you about this. But I was always told that I don't really own my body in, in religious school. I was taught that God owns my body. And if I do something with it that, that God doesn't like, like eat pork, or pierce my ears, or, um, you know, probably premarital sex, they didn't to be fair, they didn't really harp on that too much when I was a kid. Oh, you lucked out. <laughs> I did, I did, and I know a lot of people get some really bad um, experiences because of sexual guilt and stuff like that. But I, I was taught that God my body is essentially a loner, a gift from God, and that I can't I'm not allowed to do anything with it that God doesn't like and God is clearly specified in this old book's what he wants me to do with my body. So suicide was one of those things that you're not allowed to do with your body. And also um, donating your organs after death was another thing that you're not allowed to do in Judaism. And I think in some other religions that, that
1: Greek Orthodox is similar. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Like tattoos as well. Nothing yeah, like,
0: oh, tattoos. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. are mutilation. They consider yeah. them mutilation, which I never bought into that idea from a young age. I, I always just had the sense that, Hey, maybe I, I don't like the term self-ownership or owning my body because I don't like to view people as property, but I am a sovereign individual and I, I do choose my actions and I choose what to do with this body that I'm inhabiting and controlling. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, if I did ever come to a point where I wanted to end my own life, like say I'm suffering from a really horrible terminal disease or something like that, then I think that it's completely within my rights to do so. Um, even if you're not
1: suffering from a horrible disease, I mean, it would be a, it'd be a terrible shame, but
0: yeah, and that's where it gets into a little bit more of a gray area, and in that in the situation where someone's feeling desperate and hopeless and depressed, and, and and that kind of thing, and wants to end their own life, um, I think that I would feel an obligation to try to help them as much as possible and help them help them feel some hope and feel better, sure. um, if I possibly could. But uh,
1: but at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's it's for them to decide what to do with
0: with that with their yeah, body, and it is their body, absolutely. So we'll we'll get into this more when we return. Free Talk Live. The number is 603-435-1105. Already got a call on the line, so if you want to weigh in with your thoughts, make the call now. When we come back, we will talk about the White House lifting a ban on military military suicide condolences. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Stephanie here with you. And hey, Mandrake. And this is the special Sunday edition. Special indeed. <laughs> yes, why very this, special.
1: Why is it so special?
0: Well... <laughs> it's because you're here? It's because we're here together. And it's. I think it's kind of special because normally Free Talk Live um, during the week is heard on a lot of different radio stations. And we're actually in the process of getting the Sunday show on heard on different radio stations, both XM and uh, terrestrial stations, but um, need a little bit more um, some some things have to fall into place behind the scenes before we can actually get that going. So today is an internet only show.
1: You don't you don't want some idiot on this show just train wrecking it, do you? Because that's probably not, not a good way to get it on the radio. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have invited you. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of what I was hitting at. No, Mandrick. you've been very professional, and you have a lot of expertise about um, all ah. kinds of different things, and. It's a pleasure to do the show with you. I'm really glad you're here, and we're gonna have a fun time tonight. Now, we've already spent the first segment talking about some extremely depressing stuff, but we actually did have someone who was listening through that and um, and called in. Kurt in Michigan, are you there?
3: Hey, how's it going tonight?
0: Hi, Kurt. Thanks hey, for Kurt. calling. What's on your mind tonight? I-
3: I love when I get to turn on free talk live and listen to the light, nice talk about nice, light subjects like suicide and religion. It's wonderful.
0: We we had a good cry during the break. Yeah, we had it out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well you know when Stephanie answered the phone I told her, you know, I was I had suffered from a very debilitating disease, but I did push religion right out of my life. So
0: <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I like that joke.
3: <laughs> so so um um I'd like to talk. Well, first off, I, I want to talk. I'd like to talk a little bit about Free Aid.
0: Absolutely, um, and for our I- listeners who are not uh, familiar, Free Aid is an organization that I am an organizer, a volunteer. Yeah, yeah Stephanie
1: is- loves when you when you bring up anything that involves something she's involved in. <laughs> 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 oh, I can help. I can talk about that. Well, I have
0: a well, lot of I'm different gonna, projects. I'm going to ring your bell
3: too in uh, uh, No, so. that's okay.
0: You don't have to. It's all right. <laughs> well, anyway, just to give a brief summary, Free Aid is an organization that I that I volunteer with, and I'm a co-organizer uh, along with Teresa and Garland, my wonderful ladies, and some others, many others who have helped. And basically, Free Aid is essentially a mutual aid organization, and what we do is provide basic first aid services at. Uh, different liberty-oriented events, trying to reach out to people of kind of all stripes who like freedom and just show them that there is a way to provide health care and those kind of services on a voluntary basis. So uh, what about that was on your mind?
1: Hey, let me just, well, what, well, I was oh, just say real quick, to... they, they help out idiots that stab themselves in the hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> we
0: also keep like confidentiality <laughs> so we don't tell anyone who they and I understand
3: are. They also help out dogs that get in fights, too.
0: Well, yeah, actually, at Pork Fest this year, we we were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, free aid was, and there were two dog bites, and so I think next year we're going to do a little bit of uh, education about keeping dogs on leashes and stuff like that. There you go. Maybe they'll yeah. teach me how to how to
1: cut properly, so I don't stab myself again and pass
0: out. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything,
1: man.
3: Hey, I'll
0: say it. That's all right.
3: <laughs> well, you, you got to make sure you pack some smelling salts as well, Stephanie. So,
0: hmm, I but, don't know if those are a good but, idea. <laughs>
3: But anyway, I um, uh, I know mo- most people don't know this. I I approached you mm-hmm. at the beginning of Porkfest mm-hmm. when I had a high hopes for the little business that I was doing there called the Salad Station, right. and it wasn't. It, it didn't really work out that well. I, I overestimation of the market plus under marketing equals disaster.
0: Oh, um, that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. And I was actually well, wondering how how that went because well, Bardo, there was such a Bardo big.
3: Farms, mm-hmm. I, the, the, the pigs at Bartle Farm ate very
0: well that night. Put it that way. Oh jeez. I gotcha. So, yeah, yeah.
3: so anyway, but I, I, I told you that that I would I would give a portion of the profits, and the, obviously there were no profits, and I, I felt horrible because I think Free A does a wonderful job. Oh well, um, you know, Kurt, I really
0: I really appreciate that sentiment. I really do, and you know what, your moral support means a lot to us, and I well, I, 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 I certainly I, appreciate I it. Bit- yeah, you don't have to. I got a little bit more than
3: moral support. I got a little bit more than moral support. I, I came home and I talked. I talked it over with my wife, and I think that in addition to to Free Talk Live and the CD Evolution Fund, I'd like to add Free Aid to my regular rotation of donations.
0: Awesome. Oh wow! Um, Thank you so much. That's do, really nice. Do you nice. have
3: any monthly contributors? People contribute on a monthly basis.
0: We haven't got that going yet, but um, recently Garland, our, our graphics guru and marketing maven, has been doing a lot of work on the Free Aid website. And if anybody wants Excellent. to check that out, they can go to FR33Aid.com. Check it out. There is a donate button if anyone's interested. But, you know, I think, um, Kurt, now that you suggested it, I'll let her know, and I'm sure she can set up a, um, site a monthly am, contribution.
3: Am, I'm ahead of the curve. I'm ahead of the curve on this. Yeah, that's um, awesome.
0: And of course people, we're, we're, you know, people can also donate. I a lot of people ask me how they could donate items like if they have extra bandages or ibuprofen or ACE bandages and ice packs, stuff like that. We can definitely use those kind of items too and we we've been um just recently added a well, section about that too. What
3: I'd like to do is with, with uh, I don't like to do PayPal cuz they take a cut and I like all my money to go to mm-hmm. where it's where it's or it's intended. Mm-hmm. We we're, we're friends on Facebook, so if you could please you know, uh, send me an email to an address okay. where I can every quarter send you a, a, a money order for seventy five dollars, bucks a month. Uh,
0: I'll you. be more
3: than happy to make sure that that happens.
0: Kurt, I want to thank you so much. That is so nice, and I really appreciate it. And I will get in touch with you offline. and uh, And thank you so much. It's it,
4: really nice.
3: It's, you know, it's again, it's it's uh, very little for me to do, and I and I like being able to announce it on the air, give other people the same idea. Please, you know, help out these are wonderful organizations that are being run basically on love, you know. And yeah. <laughs> although that's a great way to, to run an organization, you got to have cash too. And I can help with that, so we're, we're going to get you, like I said, in the regular rotation.
0: That is so awesome. So, um, yeah, and it is a labor of love. I mean, we we've all spent hun- the the volunteers and the organizer team. We spent hundreds of hours you know preparing for getting ready for pork fest and stuff, yeah. and I think it it went off really well and and I'm really happy about that so so what else was on your mind tonight Kurt
3: well, now I get to now I get to ring george's bell and and actually take a uh, um uh, a little bit of your expertise as well um I've been expertise. thinking about <laughs> I've been thinking about doing a, the low carb thing um you know cutting out all the breads, pastas rice and and sticking with you know primarily. Vegetables and, and, and meats. Mm-hmm. Um, and for and- our listeners who
0: who aren't familiar, both Mandrick and I eat a low-carbohydrate diet. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've been eating one for approximately 10 years almost, and Mandrick has been for... March? Three months, four months. End of March.
1: <laughs> yeah, just so, and just to give an idea, yesterday for breakfast I had 14 pieces of bacon and a three-egg omelet with feta cheese, <laughs> and I've lost uh, about 40 pounds since the end of March. <laughs> okay.
3: Now, the question I want to ask, and, and I don't think it's really been addressed in in, our, in the conversations, but mm-hmm. do I have to alter, I mean, I'm altering what I'm eating, but what would be amount? I mean, can I, can I, is it, is it I mean, do I mm-hmm. to count my calories and count my, and be, be careful about the amount I eat, or can I eat until I'm satiated?
0: Well, I think you can absolutely eat until you're satiated on a low-carbohydrate diet. And actually, several studies on both kids and adults have shown that, um, on low-carbohydrate diets, people generally don't count calories or try to restrict the amount of food they eat. They basically just eat until they're um, satiated, as you said. Not stuffed, right, but but just satis- Just that feeling Satisfied. of satisfaction. And it's, it's much easier to get that feeling of fullness oh, yeah. or satisfaction if you are eating more of the fats and proteins as opposed to yep. the carbohydrates. I- and so uh, I, you do not have to... Count calories or try to really restrict your food intake.
3: I, I don't have to take the skin off my chicken. No, oh, no, no way. way.
0: Actually, you part? can. You can
1: and mail it to. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my address <laughs> offline. I love chicken skins.
0: Kurt, it hang on so if so you have it. more. We're coming up on a break, but we'll, if, if you have more, hang on. We'll hold you over. <laughs>
3: well, no, no. I'll, I'll clear the line so someone else can call, but Okay. Thank you very much for uh, for everything. Thank and you and so much, like Kurt. Free Talk hey, Live. Hey, we'll be people. back.
2: Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's heavy hundred list. That's the hundred most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. I am Stephanie. And I'm Mandrick. Yes, indeed. And if you're just tuning in, you're hearing me in the first chair, which is unusual because Mark is actually away tonight. He is hosting... Or emceeing the NHLA Liberty Dinner, so you and
1: your you and your fancy talk first chair. Why is it the first chair? Did it come first? Was it, was it built before the others?
0: <laughs> no, it was not. And, and and we're all for egalitarianism, of course. But uh, in the show, the the person who sits in this particular seat is running the controls for the phone lines and the gain on the microphones and all kinds of other technical stuff behind the scenes. So it is kind of a specific role and. As the person who's sitting in this first chair, I also have to let you know about some of the features that you can find on our website. We are, of course, Free Talk Live, and you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to find all different kinds of ways to get the show, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a a new show produced every day, but in the meantime, you can listen to uh, the most current show, the most recent show, or any of the backed archives and find all the ways to do that at listen.freetalklive.com. So, Mandrick, before... Stephanie? (laughs) Yes, indeed. Really? (laughs) So, last segment, we had a call from Kurt, and he was saying that he is interested in trying to eat a low-carbohydrate diet, and both of us have experience with that kind of thing. We've both adopted this style of eating and have you know lost considerable amounts of weight. And we just wanted to talk a little bit more about that in this segment, and then we'll get into some of these other articles that we had been wanting to discuss. Yeah. And, of course, you can always call – your calls are priority. It's, it's 603-435-1105 is our number. But, uh, yeah, Mandrick, you had some comments you yeah. wanted to say.
1: He was talking about should I, should I count calories mm-hmm. or should I just eat till I'm full? And I, th- I think when you go to low-carb, when you switch to a low-carb lifestyle – it, it everything changes the way uh, even as so much as the way things taste the mm-hmm. way fats taste and and the way you feel when uh when you when you eat a satisfying meal
0: well a lot of it's psychological right because we're told that fat is bad and it, it should be gross and you should mop off the greasy pizza with some napkins to make it better for you, more healthy. But I don't, really, it's not the cheese; it's the pizza; it's the crust. Right? I don't know
1: if it. I'm sure some of it is psychological, mm-hmm. but I had a serious change. I was a vegetarian for 15 years, yeah, and I went. I switched to a low carb diet, and within two weeks, I could not. I had an uncontrollable urge to eat bacon for the first time <laughs> in 15 years. It's the first time I craved meat. Yeah. It was crazy and it's just it was just like my body was telling me you need to eat meat now.
0: Yeah. And I think there is this misconception that low carbohydrate diets or even paleo diets that are you know, that's quite similar, I think, mm-hmm. emphasizing a lot of kind of meat and veggies and maybe some fruits and stuff like that oh, in I, moderation.
1: I eat so many more veggies now than I did as a vegetarian on right. a daily basis. I was gonna say there's sure. this
0: misconception that all low carb eaters do is eat bacon and they all they do is eat steak with butter on it and bacon and all this kinds of stuff. I'm I'm hungry now. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> it does sound really good. It sounds like a delicious low-carb meal, but I have to say that low-carb eaters eat a lot, a lot of vegetables. And actually, there have been some studies. There was one that was published uh, kind of recently, but took a survey of all different, um, different diets, people who eat different kinds of diets, like vegetarian or low-fat or low-carb or whatever. And in this study, it was shown that the people who ate low-carb actually were the group that ate the most vegetables, even more than the vegetarians.
1: I, that's how it was my experience, personal experience.
0: Yeah, because a, a lot of times, I mean, I'm sure there are healthy ways to be vegetarian and, you know, you can eat. Um, some vegetarians probably do eat a lot of vegetables. Sure. We're probably going to get calls rolling in. But <laughs> but honestly, a lot of the vegetarians that I've seen, especially kind of the, the younger age ones, really rely very heavily on things like pizza and pasta and sandwiches, breads, that kind of thing, where, you know, those foods are not going to be the most nutritionally dense really that you could eat. And so if you are eating salads, like maybe a salad with some meat and eggs on it or something like that, then it's going to provide a lot more nutrition than just eating a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh,
1: absolutely. But, and you, and you don't feel, you really just, I just eat until I'm full. And if I, Mm -hmm. until I have that feeling, you know, just just that awesome feeling of oh man that was a great meal and i don't need to eat anymore mm-hmm. but there's times where i'll eat once or twice a day and then there's other days where i just feel like i'm burning through so much energy and i just i'm just it'll be like 11 o'clock at night i'm like i'm just gonna make bacon yeah <laughs> yeah just, start, just start. that's the advice i was given by a, a wise woman <laughs> whenever you crave when you start out with this whenever you crave carbs just eat bacon that's actually what stephanie told me <laughs> uh, just, just eat bacon whenever whenever uh you get a craving and after a week or two of that i the cravings went away i didn't Need any breads or anything. I didn't feel as if I needed
0: them. Yeah, and it's interesting. We can definitely relate this back to liberty because the government. Oh, yeah. It's the anarchist diet. Well, for many years, the government did tell people to eat six to 11 servings of grain a day so that you're supposed to eat a box of pasta and some bread and some potatoes and wheat. And.
1: (laughs) Hey, that Captain Crunch is part of a balanced breakfast.
0: (laughs) That's what they said.
1: Have you ever eaten? I always wonder who eats a bowl of cereal with a glass of milk, a glass of orange juice, a piece of toast? What what else do they have there? (laughs)
0: Any more carbs you could possibly put in? Why don't we (laughs) we sprinkle some sugar on top of the cereal? Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But they would say, like, oh, you should eat whole grain cereal instead of like the sugary frosted flakes. But many people are allergic to gluten, and gluten is in all kinds of grains. And so that diet may not be in their best interest of their health and well being. And so the government kind of wanted to to prescribe this one-size-fits-all diet that was like, you know, they they had this food pyramid. It looked very nice and pretty. And they had this for 10 or 20 years. And what happened during that time? Well, the fats and foods were gradually replaced by sugar and, and, that kind of thing. And people would buy these low-fat cookies and they'd think, oh, it's low-fat. I can eat as much as I, I want. I literally
1: just heard somebody say that at the grocery store yesterday. But these are the healthy cookies. They're low-fat.
0: They, <laughs> yeah, the healthy cookies. Just, oh. Oh, what an oxymoron. Healthy cookies. Yeah, so... <laughs> hey,
1: I make good low-carb cookies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and those are made out of almond flour and coconut flour, right? So you can imagine there's probably more nutrition than just something that's made with wheat flour that's been bleached and uh, yeah. refined and all kinds of stuff like that. So anyway, the government wanted to, people to buy into this food pyramid idea, and they've changed it recently. But during that time when they had the food pyramid, people were getting fatter and fatter, and diabetes was on the rise, and the low-fat thing was not helping. So... I don't know. When something fails like that, uh, people are always learning more about nutrition. You know, sometimes p- nutritionists try to go on the best information that they have and what they know. But when a paradigm like that fails, I think it's it's time to rethink it. And now there's a lot more research that's coming out, and it's it's kind of borne out in in some of these studies that this this high sugar, high flour diet sure. is really not a good thing to eat. And you can
1: eat so much fun stuff when you're on the low carb. Like today, I, I made I made meals. I took, I took my, uh, yeah.
0: you had some interesting stuff. We, we had, um, spinach omelets. It right? was,
1: it was the Prometheus Unchained luncheon. I yes. did the, 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 all the co-hosts from today. <laughs> yeah. Neil, flaming, flamingfreedom.com yeah.
0: is the, is the website for Prometheus Unchained, which is, uh, headed up by the Monday night co-host Dale's on Monday, yes, nights, he's of, Monday night. of Free Talk Live. Yep. So he'll be on tomorrow night with Ian. And uh, he does his own show every Sunday and sometimes he has me on as a guest host and he's also had Mandrick on in the past.
1: It was was the big gay luncheon plus me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Prometheus Unchained is LGBT (laughs) talk radio and today we talked a lot about gender issues and about trans issues and stuff like that and... uh, I was thinking maybe we could bring up some of these articles on Free sure. Talk Live tonight but I don't want to rehash the discussion well, we already had so I'll just send you to flamingfreedom.com.
1: I just wanted to give an idea of the fun things that I never used to eat. I took a I took a 10-piece mm. bacon weave. I made a little blanket out of like I love to do with bacon <laughs> and then I put these low-carb pancakes on top with a with an omelet with cheese and then I rolled it rolled it up like a pinwheel. <laughs> and then we just ate these logs yeah. <laughs> of food.
0: And I had let's see, I had a spinach omelet and I had some um, oxtail stew mm. which is like the the tail of a um, I had a grass-fed, some you got, grass-fed you got beef. Some tail, you got some tail this afternoon. I did get some sure. tail, yeah, and it had some, t- you know, tomatoes and celery and all kinds of veggies in it, and it was very good. So, so it's not just bacon and steak with butter on it, and it can probably help some people who are looking for a different way of eating that doesn't involve a lot of sugar flour and that kind of thing you would just leave now and go eat because i'm seriously i'm hungry i'll <laughs> just talk about food is very tempting but you know we were talking at the beginning of the show uh we promised that we would get into this article so why don't we just jump into it right now of course you can call and bring up whatever's on your mind as always it's 603-435-1105 to reach us tonight on free talk live but we discussed at the beginning of the show uh, a very serious article um oh Which (laughs) which will not be the Which we will get into in the next segment. So we promise we're going to talk about this. We will. And of course, your calls are also priority 603 435 1105. When we come back, we're going to talk about the White House lifting its ban on military suicide condolences. Stick with us. This is Free Talk Live.
5: Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9.
0: Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. This is Stephanie with you. And this is Mandrick. Indeed. And we are coming at you live from Keene, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. (laughs) On a Sunday night. And actually, this is an internet-only show for now. We've changed the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Normally, it's Mark and myself in the co-host seats on Sunday evenings. But tonight is a special night because Mark is away and will return next week. So we have grace graciously filling in for me and me graciously filling in for Mark. So yeah, this is a it's special <laughs> it's musical <'cause> it's, chairs. <laughs> it's special because it's a pants optional episode. I oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't get that memo. Uh, well, then why don't you have any pants on? <laughs> well, it, our listeners can't verify that also because the cam is not working apparently right now. So I guess they'll never know. I guess they'll never know. Unless they make a call. Maybe maybe they can call us at 603-435-1105 and bring up whatever's on their minds. They can ask us what we're drinking on tonight, what we think of these uh, the new Google Plus, right? It's a... Uh, Rapidly replacing Facebook as we speak. <laughs> I,
1: I wouldn't know. I don't have an account yet.
0: <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Well, I think I invited you, so we'll see. Anyway, so in the last segment, we did promise to get into this article that we started off the sh- the show discussion, because I'm sorry, <laughs> had a momentary inability to talk. We started off discussing an article on the show about suicide in the military and all kinds of related issues that were uh, raised therein. So well, I'm just going to read a little bit of this article this is from CNN by Dan Lothian, White House correspondent. The Obama administration announced Wednesday that it will begin sending condolence letters to the next of kin of service members who commit suicide, said a White House statement. So it will begin sending condolence it's, it's letters. just now. Yeah. Is just it gonna, is just it gonna, beginning.
1: Is it going to do like a backlog of all the military members who have committed suicide? I I, I don't
0: know, but I the article doesn't say. It's a really short blurb, but um, I'll read the rest of it to, just to find out. So... The article says, this issue is emotional, painful, and complicated, President Barack Obama said in the statement, but these Americans served our nation bravely. We need to do everything in our power to honor their service and help them stay strong for themselves and their families and our nation.
1: If you want them to stay strong for themselves, don't train them to kill other people.
0: Yeah, it's it's so sad, and you know... The fact that he's saying to help them stay strong, it's almost perpetuating the idea that mental health issues are a sign of weakness, right? Do you Uh, get that? uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, I get a lot out of that. It's just...
0: Well, yeah, I get so much and it's all so bad. But I mean, just the fact that I've heard statistics and now I don't know where they come from, but I'm remembering hearing them, that more military people have committed suicide post-returning from the wars in the Middle East that we have going on right now than have been killed in combat. And that's a staggering figure because the military doesn't count those deaths as part of the war. Sure, They don't, they're, they're off the books. They're not people killed in combat. So according to the military, they're not really incorporating them into their statistics. And, you know, mental illness is just such a rampant problem among soldiers and among military veterans. It's just how could you possibly blame them? I mean, they they go and they enlist and they they're signing up for something which, in many cases, is not explained to them properly. Sure. Right. Or you know, oh, a lot I'm of times sure. they see it as their only option to but get I'm out. I'm sure a
1: lot of people. I mean, a lot of people know what they're getting into as well. I mean,
0: the, some do. Yes, that's that's true. Definitely,
1: I mean, there's definitely a personal responsibility there when you sign up. But I mean, but, okay, but I just saying.
0: to play devil's advocate, when you were 18, okay, it, think about yourself when you're 18. All right. Would you? Would you feel comfortable making an eight-year commitment to the government when you're 18 and you have kind of a limited worldview, just got out of high school, um, not really feeling like you have a lot of options left for the job market or whatever? Do you I, think that's uh, a, a valid contract? Do you think that's I, fair? I don't
1: think I could think I had eight days when I was 18. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it'd just it just be hard to say. But
0: And I don't mean to minimize the ability of young adults to make decisions because sure. they, of course they can make decisions for themselves. Of course they, they're in charge of their own lives and they're the best ones to run their own lives. Of course. I th- I think that I'm just saying that it's an awful long thing to commit to. Oh, no and I think, about it. I think probably if it were better understood, then maybe not so many people would choose that, that path, I guess that career path.
1: Sure. I mean, any, any, so much change can happen in eight years and,
0: and so many, ho- <laughs> and so many risks oh, yeah. of, of bad things happening. And, mental health risks are are just one of the things that i think people don't usually fully understand. I don't think they understand that the trauma that they're going to experience if they're seeing their friends possibly killed or dismembered or ha- having horrible trauma from that or if they're, you know, ripped away from their families and all their relationships that they have and, you know, and basically on a daily basis yelled at and abused and hurt by people who are claiming to be these authority figures in the in the organization. So, it's bad enough to just be a regular enlisted person when when you have to deal with all that abuse and trauma and people just constantly yelling, constant physical abuse, uh, ridicule all the time for anything. Really, really sure. right? That's their way of bonding, right? They make fun of people. Yeah, oh yeah.
1: Many people just—I mean, they, many people just see that as part of the gig, you know, part of the job, and mm-hmm. as part of the process.
0: And if you complain about it, then you're a wuss, right? Yeah. You're a pansy, well, right? You're not different, manly. Different words, however. Uh, yes. <laughs> it rhymes with wussy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's one th- separate issue, which I think could represent some emotional and psychological trauma, but to, to witness horrible things and to perhaps have to help out in the event of a battle where your friends are being injured and you see all this violence and death and, and bo- massive bodily harm all around you, uh, to, to witness that. And to come out of it afterwards, and not have some kind of post-traumatic stress, where you're reliving the experience, sure. and you have a hyper-vigilant state, where you're always in this fight-or-flight mechanism, you're always scared, and you're always getting ready to to run or fight. Uh, I I I can't even imagine. I can empathize, but I can't imagine how horrible that must be. And, I'm and sure it's no wonder that so many of them are victims of suicide after yeah. that, after seeing something like that.
1: Because they probably see all that, and they just they're just trained to just not deal with it. Not confront it. And oh, just, there's no way. There's it's, no it's way they're dealing really, with it. It, it. I can't imagine trying to process all that. And then so I'm sure once they get there back.
0: There are no therapists in the military no. as far as I know.
1: Well, I'm sure once they get back, you know, when, when, it, when things start to hit home and they're not doing that anymore and they start to process it, I, I can't imagine how hard that would be to deal with. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, just, it's just scary.
0: And in, in the culture, in the military culture, sure. they're, they're taught that you don't have to deal with it. If you're a real man, if you're tough if you're not a wuss, then you'll be able to just see that. And, and it's normal to you. It's, it's a, uh, it's not a big deal. If it bothers you, if it bothers you afterwards, there's something wrong with you. And that is not the case. All human beings have responses to seeing trauma that are serious and should be taken seriously. And I think from what I understand, you know, from judging by not only what I know about the military, but the amount of mental health problems in people who are returning from the military, you know, veterans and stuff like that. It's not being dealt with effectively all these things. And it's so sad that it's resulting in suicide for so many people, more people than, than are killed in combat damage. And for the the government who is their employer, that's their boss to finally just acknowledge, just start to acknowledge. Just to send a letter. Yeah. Just send a letter. I I mean, they do send a letter if someone is killed in combat, right? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: would imagine. I think, I think, did they still do the, you know, they come to your door kind of thing? I don't know.
0: Uh I I'm actually I not have, sure about probably that.
1: Probably not cuz I'm sure they find out before then. Yeah. A the phone call or such.
0: Yeah, it's it's probably uh, it's probably done a little bit more updated now, but yeah, I mean for them to not even acknowledge, I mean th- those people who who committed suicide, they were killed in combat. The person that they are emotionally, psychologically was killed in combat. It just took their physical body a while to die.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a good way of putting it for sure. I mean, they, they were just completely reprogrammed, rewired mentally. Yeah. You know, just, just to serve a purpose for the government.
0: Yeah. And it's just so, it's so tragic. And, um, you know, I I don't think that sending a letter after the fact makes up for it. I really don't. It's the right thing to, I mean, it, I think it's the right thing to do in the, in the weird messed up system that we have, right. Where they, they have all these paradigms of the military and there's all this trauma occurring on a daily basis. And, I think it's it's only kind of fair to acknowledge if someone dies by suicide after after returning from war. It's it's fair to acknowledge them in the same way that someone who was actually killed in combat, but really the only way that they could ever begin to make restitution for, for all these things is is to end these wars. It's yep. these pointless wars where just People, rampant property destruction, not not to mention stealing from everybody in the U.S. to pay for them.
1: Yeah, the, the letter should say something like, "Hey, sorry, we sent your your son or daughter off to some place that you know for a completely yeah. pointless reason. You know, was stolen money and yeah, <laughs> it's just,
0: it's to the point now where most people really think that you know there's not a good justification for U.S. military was, to be in really. all these different Middle Eastern countries. And I mean, didn't. The U.S. is, it seems like bombing different countries in the Middle East on a kind of like a weekly or monthly basis. And it's, I don't understand it. It's, well, I do understand it, but I don't, I don't see the justification for it. And it's, it has to end. And that's why I support organizations like Um, antiwar.com. Antiwar Radio is featured on Liberty Radio Network with Free Talk Live. And just speak out, do counter recruitment, anything you can just to get these wars to stop. This is Free Talk Live. We'll be back hour two coming up. Stick with us. We get back. Should you be friends? We'll talk about that and more. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Stephanie here with you. And Mandrick. And we are coming at you live on the Liberty Radio Network. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully Sunday Free Talk Live will be up on some more radio stations and affiliates sooner rather than later. But for now, we are doing an Internet-only show tonight. And I am so glad to be hosting. And our regularly scheduled Stephanie and Mark and maybe someone else show will be back next week.
1: And well, maybe somebody else show? I like that. That's, may- <laughs>
0: that's so witty. Well, you know, we've done a few shows, and you were actually on the first edition of the new Sunday show, Mandrake. You and Taryn split the show on the third chair, right?
1: Yeah, some idiot Taryn Lupo. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we had some other opportunities to line up guests, and you know, uh, they fell through or, or something like that. So I think we um, we will have some more guests on in the future, and sometimes it'll be just us, which either way, I'm fine with it. And of course... You can always go to news.freetalklive.com to get the latest news about the show. Just like I just told you, people want to get mm, updates and news in the form that they like best. So you can get email updates, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and maybe we'll be on Google Plus soon, Free Talk Live. You never know. But you can get all that stuff at news.freetalklive.com to find out what's going on with the show. So, in the last hour, we teased a couple of different things. I think coming up, we'll talk about our taxes, voluntary, and the person who has been hurt by the state for helping out at the scene of an accident. Real classy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but first, we wanted to bring up something that we were discussing, Mandrick and I, before the show, and it's a kind of an interesting subject.
1: We've discussed this so many times now, just Yeah, it wasn't just before other. the show. No.
0: It was, like, for months, You're I think. you constantly
1: <laughs> verbally assaulting me with this, and it's...
0: Oh yeah, it's, it's, let's just get this out violent. on the air. <laughs> well, now you've made it sound like it's going to be a throwdown, but uh... <laughs> you,
1: you've been making it a throwdown. I just,
0: <laughs> I think this is something on which we kind of disagree. And of course, at any point during the discussion, if you have thoughts on this, you can call us at six zero three four three five eleven zero five and weigh in. Your calls will be our priority, but we are examining the question right now of can. Uh, I was going to say men and women, but that sounds really too kind of heteronormative. Can can two people be friends when one is attracted to the other and the other one is not not attracted, right? Or should we should we put it in terms of men and women because I think that fits with the paradigm. Of,
1: I, I think it fits. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't. It's hard for me to comment when. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, LGBT community or. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I don't have any input. I don't,
0: I don't want anyone to think we're not like queer friendly on this show because we definitely are. Sure. I just want to be inclusive of everybody, but the way that we've, Pretty much traditionally talked about this subject, Mandrake, You and I is in the context of straight relationships between men and women. And you know, there's this phenomenon that happens a lot where there's a, a nice guy, right? And the nice guy wants to be friends with a girl, and he really likes the girl, but he doesn't want to tell.
1: It's uh, just like all. There, it's just like so many Hollywood movies where it's the, the guy next door, and they, have the, you know, that girl neighborhood. They grow up, that girl neighbor. They grow up together, and as oh, an
0: aside, I think we should stop saying "girl" when we really mean "woman." A girl, I mean, you I'm, don't. You don't call an adult man a boy, right? I'm
1: saying girl because I'm thinking of these high school movies, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like a guy and a girl kind I, of thing. I
0: recently just had my consciousness raised about that by uh, Sharon Presley, who's um, a very cool libertarian feminist, does a lot of stuff. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so there's a, a guy and a woman and they- So
1: a person are, with a penis and another person <laughs> with a- <laughs> I it's like I can't even start talking. You just start. You're just like, well, technically. Me, me, me. <laughs> See, this this conversation is just a complete disaster.
0: Oh, magic! I'll let you go. Anyway, okay, so explain. Anyways, give give a little background. Sure. For
1: us. So the, the, it's this typical Hollywood movies where there's the the high school jerk, you know, the jock who's a total jerk and yeah. dating the super cute girl, and next door is this nerdy guy or whatever. He has no social skills and and he's 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 like her big teddy bear, basically. Her. her
0: <laughs> oh, you're my best friend. And he's the, the nerdy guy is the one that she goes to when she's having trouble yes. with the jock, right? Yes. Yeah. She,
1: for all her intellectual needs, mm-hmm. she goes to him. And then for all of her other needs, <laughs> all of, you know, sexual needs or romantic needs, she goes to the jock, but he, you know, he treats her like garbage and, mm-hmm. and we've all seen this movie. It's been made 8 million times. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the movie, he finally's like, Oh, I love you. Blah, blah, blah. And he shows I I don't know. Gives her flowers sure. or I don't know. crawls
0: into her window at night or does some creepy There's, stalker behavior that movies there, yeah. encourage. There's that, some
1: romantic scene where he's standing in the rain, "I love you," you know, and she, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, in Well,
0: the, and in the movies a lot of the times the the cheerleader will say, "Oh, I loved you too. I've always loved you," right? But that doesn't often happen in real life, right? I, it it pretty much never happens in real life. That's <laughs> that's the point I, I like to make cause mm-hmm. it they always end
1: they always have that happy ending where you know the the they they hook up or whatever in the end, and mm-hmm. but the reality of it is, at least from my experiences and what I've seen, a lot of times if if you if if you love somebody or if you are very attracted to somebody, you um, as a as a male as a male, uh-huh. if you're attracted to a female and the, she has no attraction to you, but she wants to be your friend, I don't. If you have you have needs, you have romantic needs as a man. Everybody does, of course. Mm-hmm. But if if you're attracted to a female and she, and you want her to meet these needs. You want her to be able to meet these needs for you, and, and she doesn't has no desire to, but you haven't really been honest with her about it, it's not going to be a good friendship. That That's my point. It's it's not, mm-hmm. it's doomed for failure. It really is, because the closer you get, the better friend you become to her, she's still, in her eyes, you're still just a friend to her, you know? It's like, I have friends that I'm not attracted to of mm-hmm. both sexes, yep. you know, and it's just they're my friends, but... For one of them to come up to me and be like, hey, you know, I want, I want to make out with you or something, you know, I want to start dating. It'd, mm-hmm. it'd be strange, mm-hmm. especially if it was a male because I'm straight. So, <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. Right. It's, it's just so that I guess that's what the perspective would be from the woman's side. So th- that's that's what I say. I, and a lot so of times you, you take you... it as, oh, so you're saying you can't be friends with girls. And uh, I, I think it really comes down to the basic level is that. You have to, if, if you're not getting needs met, certain needs met, such as you know for a romantic partner, mm-hmm. and you're attracted to a person that's not attracted to you, and you want them to meet those needs. It's not. I don't see how that friendship could last. I don't see.
0: It's not really an equal exchange, right? It's not really no. not really on the same level, or not at least at, all. at least not on the same page, intellectually, right?
1: Yeah, and oftentimes people, yeah. it's it's a hard thing to do. just you, you know, to come out and say, hey, you know, I'm attracted to you, and uh, I don't want to just be your friend. Yeah. I want it to be more than that. And I think this is where, well, go ahead. I, 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 yeah.
0: Well, first of all, if you if you listening, if you have thoughts on this, please give us a call 603-435-1105 and you can be included in this discussion. But for me, I've often heard this sentiment that comes, I think, from a place of um, looking at women a certain way that I don't like, or maybe even I would go so far as to say misogyny. That and that's not where I'm going with this, but okay, go ahead. But what I've heard I before sure is this clear. this idea that okay, if you're a straight man, well then, what do you need to be friends with girls for? Because you can be friends with with dudes. If you want friendship, you're friends with a dude who you have no attraction for because he's a dude and you're you're super straight. Okay. <laughs> and if you're, this is the paradigm that I've that I've heard people kind of talk about and say. And, I've heard this before. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so you, you're friends with dudes, and if you want to, girls are for sex. Girls are for dating, and there's there, there's no reason you would want to be friends with a woman because she has nothing to offer you other than sex, and she, you know she has nothing to offer you that you can't get from another guy who you're not attracted to. And any any girl, you know, I'm sorry, any woman who you who you know. So it's women. You're but, going to but be attracted about men, to. It's,
1: it's dudes. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I see how this is.
0: You're right. And I'm, I'm trying, but I'm kind of uh, confusing you're my failing. pronouns It's here. all right. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not failing. I'm, I'm doing my best. But, you know, I, I'm just talking about this paradigm that I've kind of heard people say, you know, why would you want to be friends with a woman when, you know, women are for dating? They're not for being friends. And,
1: that, with. and that's definitely not wrong. I, I understand. And I, and I understand the point you're trying to make there mm-hmm. and you're making. But it's, it's not really about that. I think it's just more about being honest with people. You know, mm-hmm. if you have, if you're attracted to somebody, and and I know you asked me this question, and I'll and I'll repeat it on the air. Mm-hmm. You asked me, you know, what if what if you're tra- what if you as a man you're attracted to a female, mm-hmm. and okay, you decide to be honest with her and say, hey, you know, early in the friendship, mm-hmm. you see something developing, and you want to, you know, and the male ha- says it says to the female, hey, um, this is more than just a friendship for me. I'm starting mm-hmm. to have you know different feelings for you, mm-hmm. and. You know, I, I want this to be more than just a friendship. And she says, well, that's not what I'm looking for. Then what do you do?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you say you should not you should not continue that friendship if you're the male. Right?
1: Uh, I could give my answer after the break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I put you <laughs> on the spot a little, little bit, bit more. Yeah, it's a little bit more than that. Yep, we do come up on hard breaks here on Free Talk Live. But don't you worry, we'll be back. Please give us a call with your thoughts if you have them. 603-435-1105. Let us know what's on your mind and weigh in on this discussion. It's the Harry Met Sally question. Can men and women be friends? Free Talk Live. We'll be back.
5: You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or New Egg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or New Egg? That's right. Start your Amazon or New Egg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, Start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com.
0: Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Stephanie here with you. And Mandrick. And we are doing a radio show. Actually, we're doing an internet radio show for now. (laughs) But you can always call in and lend your thoughts. not that funny? Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to go? Let's go. Let's go. What's that even Throw mean? Throw down. What I'm that throwing down mean? the gauntlet. I don't stop, know. Stop with the aggression. <laughs> and the Non-aggression violence. principle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we do believe in the non-aggression principle, the oh, yeah, non-initiation speaking, of force or fraud. Now you're speaking for me? You said we. we uh, okay, that's fair. I'm, uh, I believe in so the non-aggression principle. I do as well. <laughs> you just object to being collectivized, and that's fair. I, I agree with that. Anyway, so we are Free Talk Live. We, you and me, tonight are Free Talk Live. Yes. And, of course, you can always go to m.freetalklive.com to get all kinds of ways you can listen to Free Talk Live on your phone, which is pretty cool. And I'm sure it works on tablets M- and stuff, M- too. M as in bacon. <laughs> well, I think mmm bacon would have like eight M's, Whatever. but this only has one. So, anyway... So thank you for listening tonight. And of course, you can always lend us your thoughts at 603-435-1105. If you want to join in on the discussion, your calls will take priority. And before the break, in the last segment, we were discussing an interesting topic, kind of the Harry Met Sally question of can straight men and women actually be friends?
1: The short answer is yes.
0: Yeah, I think yes, too. And absolutely, because um, partly because, uh, you know, I think if someone is um if someone is is bisexual, right, and they're attracted to both genders, well then I guess they can't really truly be friends with anybody, right?
1: I, I if you believe that they can't yeah, I, <laughs> by that logic. Yeah. But, but you yeah. had asked me before the break if I, I brought
0: up the scenario where
1: a man, you know, says to a woman, Hey, I'm I'm attracted to you. I want our relationship to be more than just friends. Mm-hmm. I would assume early on, you know, when when things are still developing, you're still learning, each, you know, figuring each other out, and mm-hmm. experiencing each, experiencing each other. Mm-hmm. And the woman says, "Well, that's not what I'm looking for. I just, you know, I really just want to be friends in this relationship." Mm-hmm. And you said, "You know, what would you do at that point as mm-hmm. the man?" And
0: right, yeah. Thank I, you for bringing that back. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I would, I think it would vary for for each individual. But I know me personally, I I don't think I honestly believe it. I don't see how it would be healthy to continue that friendship mm-hmm. when. I would only I, maybe now maybe this wouldn't be the case with all with women but as a man the m- the more time you spend with somebody you're attracted to I would imagine that attraction would only go stronger and it would almost be like that forbidden fruit something you can't have or something you know she's not she's not interested in you in the way you are so why would you want to continue in any type of relationship it almost seemed like you'd be torturing yourself like you know you, this isn't it's not what you want out of that relationship you're not mm-hmm. getting what you want out of it but people
0: know. in those situations often say things like well, you know, it's as hard as it is to be friends and know that she's not interested in me. It would also be really bad to not have her in my life at all. So what am I supposed to do? It's like you're caught between a rock and a hard place.
1: It's 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 either deal with the pain now or deal with even worse pain later, I think. Yeah. Because it gets to a point where I, I don't see how you can continue that, especially if the attraction continues to
0: grow. Well, and, you know, Mandrick, I really agree with you, especially in the case where there are two people, they're in a relationship, and the relationship is not meeting their needs in some way, yeah. right? Because everybody has emotional, psychological needs, right? Love, attention, affection, listening to be listened to and understood, and all that kind of good stuff. Support, you know, understanding, clarity, all that kind of great stuff. Everybody needs those things, but if they're not getting those out of a, a friendship or a romantic relationship, no matter what kind of relationship it is, and sure. if, if that relationship is also... Kind of precluding them from getting those needs met by other people or in other ways, then it's it's obviously not a good uh, situation for that person. Uh, and they're not going to get their needs met.
1: And if you're in if you're in a friendship like that, where you know, I, I, I would still call it a friendship to, at that point, where mm-hmm. you know, she she doesn't she only wants it to be a friend, and he, I, I guess, the roles could be reversed too for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, wh- one person just wants to be friends; the other one wants to be more than just friends. I think you could still have a friendship if you were able to have those needs met by somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, this needs for not, and not just because somebody that you actually do care for, Mm -hmm. because if you still have a greater desire for this person that just wants to be friends with you, and then you just, I don't want to say, I guess like settle for somebody else that (laughs) you're not as attracted to, Mm -hmm. or you just, you don't have as much in common with, and you still keep that friendship with that, that female, Mm -hmm. like, you, you, sh- you still have you still you still want to have that relationship with her on that romantic level because you think her, she could meet your needs better than somebody else, but you just settle for somebody else. I, I don't think that friendship would be healthy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Even in that situation, because you still have this desire for this other person, this mm-hmm. other partner. So I don't I don't know. I mean it just it just seems like you're torturing yourself with something, and I, and I know yeah. it'd be, I know it'd be tough. the
0: The issue I have with this is not at all the idea of voluntary association. Like I, I'm all for deciding who to be friends with and who to spend your time with yeah. your, your limited valuable time that you only have so much of in life. I'm all for deciding who to spend that with, uh, based on who meets your needs the best and who you're most compatible with and who you feel happiest and most fulfilled with. Sure. Right. And if that's, if you, if there's someone in your life who, who is precluding you from meeting those needs or is not meeting them, then, you know, you have no obligation to spend time with them. That's, that's not my issue. I want to choose, choose who to associate with, but, the issue I have is that sometimes going along with these ideas that you shouldn't be friends with women that you're attracted to is also the idea wrapped up in there that you shouldn't be friends with any woman if you're a straight man because women are only for sex. Back, and that, back to this. Yeah.
1: All right, can I let me let me go into this? Let's say I'm in a or relationship. Or that,
0: that the idea that women are like this evil temptress, like this, this like. Oh, oh! I'm playing so innocent, but I really know that you're—you know—you have a crush on me, and I'm—I'm I'm just going to lead you on and manipulate. No, that's not. I'm that not exists,
1: enough. I'm sure. I mean, to say it doesn't, mm-hmm. but that—I—I I doubt that's. Yeah, yeah. That's a the the, the norm. Well, yeah, but I
0: just—I don't know. I for some reason I'm getting, I, I associate those kind of misogynistic ideas with the idea that you know the idea of disassociating oneself from a friendship with a woman that is unhealthy, and I I know that they're not the same thing, but. Um, I don't know. They're well, they're running together for me.
1: It, it, you can. If, let's say you're not attracted. If a, if a man's not attracted to a woman, if he has no sexual desire for a woman or any type of romantic desires for her, mm-hmm. or let's say he's in a relationship where all his needs are being met and he's happy and it's great, and I, and he and he can talk to other women and it's and he's fine. It's not. They right can issue. be friends and stuff. he's. It's really. He has. You have a need. Like I said, it's all about having those needs met yeah. and. If if those needs are being met, and I don't I don't see why it would, would be difficult to be friends with somebody of the opposite sex that mm-hmm. that um you know the the opposite sex that you're attracted or however it is I guess right. whatever sex you're attracted to I don't really yeah, but I, I, I really just mean. think it's about just making sure that
0: if, if making sure that your needs are able to be met yeah right but yeah I I think we're in agreement there so anyway if you have any thoughts on this. Give us a call six zero three four three five eleven zero five. You can always weigh in with your thoughts, but I guess we're going to move into a different discussion because we had an article that we wanted to read. A good Samaritan has gotten a parking ticket when he left his car to help an elderly woman who had been run over, and this is from the Daily Mail dot co dot uk by Rachel Quigley. Did she
1: get run over by the uh, the elderly woman? She get run over by the. Uh- the the code enforcer for the tra- the traffic enforcer. Oh, I, everybody gets
0: run over by them, <laughs> and, figuratively or literally.
1: You just laughed about an old lady getting run over.
0: Oh no 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 no! You're, not you're, funny. I'm a terrible person. You're right? terrible. That's, was, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Right, magic. Yeah. Anyway, traffic warden issued a ticket to a good Samaritan after he pulled over and helped a woman who had been run over in Pennsylvania. We'll discuss this more when we return. This is Free Talk Live. 603-435-1105 is our number and you can always bring up whatever's on your mind. More coming up. We'll be back. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Andrew. Indeed. Indeed. And Mark and I will return next Sunday night. Tonight he is away hosting the NHLA Liberty Dinner. And I'm in the first seat. And I'm so happy to be here with you and have you listening to our show. We've been discussing a number of interesting things tonight. But in the last segment, we left off talking about this article where a good Samaritan has gotten a parking ticket where he left his car to help an elderly woman who had been run over. And this happened in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So George Eichenhofer was looking for a parking spot at his work last Wednesday when he saw the car in front of him run over an elderly woman as she was crossing the street. Mr. Eichenhofer pulled over, put on his hazard lights, and rushed to the woman's side. Oh, I guess this was a hit and run. That's awful. Right? Uh, Keep reading. Okay. Driver- it wasn't a run. <laughs> okay. The driver of the other car had also stopped. Oh, okay there you go thank you Mandrick and now you look like an idiot (laughs) thanks for pointing that out sure thing that's why I'm here I don't look like an idiot I just wasn't informed yet (laughs) (laughs) anyway the driver of the other car had also stopped and was visibly shaken so Mr. Eichenhofer an IT director helped to calm him while directing traffic around the accident until medics arrived and that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do I guess in a scene of an accident direct traffic around so nobody hits her again and help calm down the situation right
1: I I just think, you know, old people just need to stop getting hit by cars and we'd solve all our problems.
0: Yeah, we should ban that, right? Yeah, the government ban, should ban, ban old people getting hit by cars. That'll, there you go. That'll take care of it. That'll fix problems. <laughs> According to the Philadelphia Daily News, as the ambulance crew was helping the victims into the ambulance, Mr. Eichenhofer noted a parking enforcement officer putting a ticket on his Volkswagen, which was parked in a truck loading zone that prohibited parking until 10 a.m. It was 9.20. <laughs> Wow. wow! Wow! That wow. bureaucrat was really, really stickler for the rules. Get huh? those last-minute ones in there. Oh gosh! Wow! Mister Eckenhofer said he then shouted, "I said, oh, I said, hey, don't give me a ticket. There's been an accident, and I'm helping. The guy wouldn't listen. He was actually nasty. <laughs> wow! <laughs> this is called customer service,
1: right? Yeah, I, I've, I actually ran into a post office once for about 15 seconds, and I got a ticket for for not feeding a meter wow oh my so g- quick yeah oftentimes like the they guy- just
0: wait and they like swoop in they wait for people to park and not pay and then they just I, like swooping in I even imagine looked. how much He's, it costs to have yeah. a person walking around town all year writing these tickets out oh they're fun to follow around with a pocket full of nickels <sighs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're talking about Robin Hood. Oh, I've right? done, well, I'm talking yeah. about something I've
1: done before on my lunch break when I used to work in downtown. Oh, that's awesome. Pennsylvania. So
0: you would pay people's parking meters so that they just wouldn't expire. After, after, I did that
1: for a month after
0: I got that parking ticket. Nice. Wow. <laughs> so that's an example of helping people paying it forward. And I think that's a really nice thing to do. And oftentimes in, in a lot of cities, there are ordinances against those kind of things. Oh, and whatever. So you may be doing an <laughs> act of civil disobedience, but it seems like just doing a kind thing for your fellow human being. And I mentioned customer service before. I mean, th- these these bureaucrats. Th- this is not a service that I think many people would want in a, in a truly free market, right? Uh, unfortunately, the government owns the roads, and I suppose as such, they they believe that you know it's appropriate to fee people for parking in certain areas. And I'm sure it's motivated too by you know not wanting certain areas of downtown to be completely congested and full of cars, so that not not a lot of other cars can get through or it becomes it's, dangerous. It's
1: just all about central planning with, with how they try to figure all that out. and
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, central planning often doesn't take into account the best ways to organize uh, something like a city or a town. Right. And sure. I, I mean, spontaneous organization, the, the market could figure out those things. Business owners want people to be able to park at their businesses. So they could figure out ways to find to provide ample parking um, for a cost, I guess, if they wanted to spend their time enforcing that, or, <laughs> or usually for free. I mean, so many of the private businesses have parking for free. Yeah.
1: Hey, if you want to eat at a restaurant, you got to pay 10 bucks to park here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that just deters people from <laughs> wanting to do that, especially if there are other restaurants where the cost of parking is free. They'll say, oh, well, I'll just go there. Yeah. Right? So it, it doesn't really make much sense. It's not really a natural paradigm to have that, to, to have fee for parking uh, enforcement and that kind of thing. And th- this person, the meter um enforcer who was just i won't call it a meter maid because it's that's a little bit sexist i think but um i the meter enforcer was Can men be maids uh, oh yes men can be maids for sure but i don't know i don't i don't like the term meter maid because it conjures up an instance uh, an image of like this old scraggly woman this like why she gotta be mean i don't know um i think maid implies old like old maid you know what i mean
1: Oh, yeah, I got what you're
0: saying. Yeah. So this part, this enforcer, this parking enforcer was going around and being extremely surly and ticketing a person who was helping on the scene of an accident, even though, you know, he could have said like the person who was helping and clearly the the. The enforcer saw (laughs) Mr. Eichenhofer helping at the scene of an accident. And he's saying, oh, wait, 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 don't don't give me a ticket. I'm just helping out at this accident. And the meter maid's like, nope, sorry. And he he just goes ahead and gives him the ticket anyway.
1: Well, he he had already written the ticket, I guess. He was putting a ticket on the Volkswagen. Uh I wonder how hard it is to undo a ticket right there on the spot.
0: Oh, all they have to do is rip it up.
1: Is that all they they have to do. They carry those little uh, machines that they put. I guess there's probably a way to just delete it out of there. Because they carry little... uh... There
0: should be if there's not. And, I mean, it's just, it points to the fact that none of these are, these are not services, okay? These are things that people are forced, forced to pay for. They're not voluntary, they're not like, oh, yes, please, please um, give me a fine if I forget to put a nickel in this parking meter that's placed arbitrarily in downtown. Please, you know, please enforce these arbitrary rules of don't park here, in a truck loading zone until 10 a.m. and it's 920.
1: Clearly he couldn't follow rules, so he deserves that ticket.
0: (laughs) There are some people who would say that, and I think when the rules don't make sense, it's time to change the rules and it's time to use some discretion.
1: Which brings us back to the root. Stop running over old people. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, the government should ban it. Right? Of course, we're being facetious. There, we don't think that government bans are a solution to anything.
1: I, I really do want people to stop running over old people. I know you don't. I, want, I know you disagree with I that. want I
0: want people to stop running over old people, but I want it to be based on education and based on. How um, do how do you, how do you good, go about
1: educating people on running over old people?
0: Well, I mean, you can go about educating people about driving you, you with the interest of safety and every, pedestrians in mind, right? You have a serious answer to every ridiculous question I ask. <laughs> well, some people would ask that question seriously. No, they would. How do you stop people? Oh. How do you stop people from being run over? Pedestrians from being run over, no matter their age, in a free market. And what would you? What would you say to that question, Mandrick?
1: I would say I don't know. You don't know. It's not, that's not my line of business.
0: Well, okay, that's an acceptable answer because you're not someone who makes roads or or does stuff like that. But let's say that you have your agorist restaurant on Main Street, and you have a um, a private road in front of that street that okay. you you own that road because you're you're the business owner and you own that property right sure. in front, or you, it's it's in your parking lot. Let's say that's a that's a paradigm that many people are more familiar with. Let's say you, you own this parking lot and, and an accident happens in, in the parking lot. What, what are you going to do to make sure that le- fewer people are um, exposed to the danger of being run over in a parking lot?
1: Uh, so many things you could do. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a lighting issue. Yep. Um,
0: maybe there's a lighting issue. Maybe, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I, you put in some cameras so you know, know what happened. Maybe you, know, you do a little bit of education. Maybe you put up some signage. Please slow down in this parking lot. You know, I, I guess a more way, forceful way of enforcing that would be something like speed bumps, which I don't think those are very well shown to work. So maybe that's not one of the most effective. I like solutions, I like
1: the but. I like the parking places where they have speed bumps, but mm-hmm. you could completely drive around them. <laughs> it's like completely pointless. It's just
0: yeah, yeah. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe you have some way to. Um, Help pedestrians be be more visible, right? Like like you said with the lighting. But um, please
1: put on this neon green jacket before exiting <laughs> your car. Maybe
0: you start a maybe you start a campaign. That's you know if you're if you're a person who does elder care, please make sure that they are you know wearing something that doesn't. Valley blend parking in. would work. How's that? Valley parking. Yeah, if you're upscale establishment, so why does it got to be upscale? Um, what, valley parking at a diner. It's yeah, you could. No tipping sure. required. You could. You could if you. Um, Well, if you didn't have to pay all those taxes, right, it would be a lot easier (laughs) to have services that raise people's standard of living like valet parking, right? Because that money wouldn't be going to the state. It would be um, kept in your hands to be able to decide how you should best spend it, save it, or give it away. And maybe you'd spend it on education to help make sure old people don't get run over. But anyway, uh, there was was a serious answer to that question in there, that silly question in there somewhere, which wasn't too silly. But more when we return, this is Free Talk Live. We're going to talk about taxes. Are they voluntary? We just touched on that a few minutes ago. And, of course, you can weigh in with your thoughts. 603-435-1105. Give us a call. This is Free Talk Live. We'll be back.
5: Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. I am Stephanie. I am Mandarin. And you are listening to the show that has open phone lines with a pro-freedom perspective. I'm actually
1: anti-freedom. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Oh, uh, well, I didn't know that. I shouldn't collectivize. I should let you speak for yourself. So I did say we believe in the non-aggression principle before and you said, I'm not in your (laughs) we. I was in your we. Yeah, I gotcha. That sounds a little bit sounds so strange. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) weird. I don't know if I want to be in anyone's we. Yeah, I'm loving I'm the water sports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> anyway, if you have anything that you would like to bring up with us tonight, we've been discussing a lot of different things from can men and women be friends to military uh, suicides to low-carb diets to people being ticketed for helping out at the scene of an accident. Covered a lot of ground. But if you have anything you would like to discuss, give us a call. Our number is 603-435-1105. And you can always weigh in with your thoughts. But for now, we're going to talk about some things that we find interesting. And I had an interesting article here. I actually saw this, and maybe this is another topic to bring up. But Google Plus is a new social networking site that has recently been launched. And now it's in beta testing mode. Is that right?
1: I It's me. I, I'm assuming something like that. because. Mm. I heard people are just having a hard time getting on to it. It's similar to Facebook, I know.
0: It's very similar to Facebook, yeah, in that you can post these kind of status updates and you can tag people and you can put pictures of yourself up and you can share links and websites and stuff like that. And I was browsing the website before we came on the air tonight and saw an interesting thing from one of my friends over at the Argument Clinic, and that's argumentclinic.net, a pretty cool little website. Um, designed to reach the answers to internet debates in a rational manner. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. So anyway, I saw Argument Clinic post this status and it had an interesting thing that I did not know had happened. And apparently the IRS has issued a response to people who say that, um, who espouse these kind of conspiracy theories that taxes are voluntary or filing return is voluntary. Well, There's no law that says you have to file taxes and that's kind of stuff. was their response? Just a big old LOL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might as well have been, but yeah, they do cite some laws and stuff like that. And well, if it's a law, then it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, a lot of these people espouse claims, I guess that, they sound kind of conspiratorial. They sound kind of weird. They're, a lot of times you have to pay for the information. Like you have to pay these websites and say, uh, Ian, call, Ian from Free Talk Live during the week calls them Patriot, like P-A-Y Patriot yeah. websites, because they, they often have all this rhetoric about liberty and freedom and, and, and that they're the true patriots and stuff like that. But you have to pay them for these tomes of information that That's, basically yeah. tell you how to file the right paperwork. You and, still have
1: to work within the system.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's dubious whether that even sure. works because uh, there's not a lot of good evidence beyond sometimes these anecdotes that have don't really have proof, documentation, video. Yeah. Let's get some video kind
1: of, of, of court, you know, where you say these magic words and the judge is like, "Oh my gosh, you got me!"
0: Right? Yeah. Case dismissed. Yeah, magic words is a good way to kind of sum them up, right? Because incantations. Yeah, yeah, yeah incantations, magical spells, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, one of these that kind of goes, one of these ideas that kind of goes along with it is that you can mm, file zero income tax return and you're not obligated to pay anything and that there's no law that says you have to file income tax returns or there's no law that says you have to pay, but there is a law that says you have to file or something like that. And there have been this, these documentaries and stuff. There was Aaron Russo a while back who made a documentary, I think that said, you know, show me the law. And, Was that in Freedom to
1: Fascism? Yeah, Freedom to yeah, Fascism. Which is yeah. a great documentary. It's it's an yeah. interesting documentary for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting and it could be a good outreach tool for sure. I think so. Um, but fundamentally, I mean, the 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 idea behind everything government does is that it's backed by force. And so... What we've seen evidence of is that if people don't file taxes, sometimes they don't get caught. Right? Sometimes they they slip through um, the system and don't get noticed.
1: Yeah, I think most of the time. I would imagine because with, it's I,
0: really hard to get numbers on it because nobody wants to admit that they don't pay taxes, right? Because that could incriminate them. I don't I guess. pay taxes. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, you, you're joining a lot of the Free Talk Live crew who who openly is does not pay taxes. Yeah, I'm yeah. done with that <laughs> that system. Yeah,
1: if they, they want to put if they're going to put you in jail, they're gonna if they want to throw you in a cage, they're going to do it. They'll find plenty of reasons whether you're paying taxes or not.
0: I agree, I agree. And a lot of people have estimated that the average person commits several felonies a week or a day or something yeah. like that. I I jacked a car today. No, I'm um, just kidding. That would be a real crime, a, po- a property <laughs> crime. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're not into the carjacking jokes. <laughs>
0: no, no, I don't think. Um, some people might not realize that that's a joke, but... It's a joke. I hope they realize it, yeah. Yeah. I gave it
1: back. I mean...
0: <laughs> anyways. Well, that's an interesting philosophical question. If you steal a car and then you it's give it back... It's still stealing. Yes, it's still stealing, yes. <laughs> Sorry I stole your car. I put a,
1: I put a nice little air freshener in it, though.
0: Hey, can I borrow your car to, uh, you know... Never mind. What? joke. It's, I have no idea what just happened. All uh, right. Anyway, so taxes... There are these people who say that there's no law that says you have to pay taxes, but the IRS has come back and issued a statement on their website the about the voluntary nature of the nature of the federal income tax system. This Number is, one, hold on, this
1: is not a statement. I, you sent me a link. This link. Mm-hmm. Am I
0: supposed to read this? It's like a book, more like this actually. Is,
1: it's not even a. It's like a. It's like a Terran Lupo book. Oh, it's terrible. I'm just kidding, <laughs> Taryn. I love you. Lupo lit. Dot oh, com. Taryn He's is a, a, great a friend guy. of the
0: show and uh, an author who writes historical fiction from a liberty-oriented perspective. I, I totally cool. just name-dropped out, out of
1: context. Out of context, yeah, right. It's terrible of me. Anyways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the IRS says about whether income taxes are voluntary, some taxpayers assert that they are not required to file federal income tax returns because the filing of a tax return is voluntary. Proponents point to the fact that the IRS itself tells taxpayers in Form 1040 instruction book that the tax system is voluntary. Additionally, the Supreme Court's opinion, blah, 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 is often quoted for the proposition that our system of taxation is based upon voluntary assessment and payment, not upon distraint. And the law. The law. (laughs) The next section is the law. The word voluntary, as used in this this, um, legalese and in IRS publications, refers to our system of allowing taxpayers initially to determine the correct amount of tax. And complete the appropriate returns (laughs) rather than have the government determine tax for them from the outset. That's so ridiculous. So basically, they're just (laughs) redefining the word voluntary, which I don't agree with their definition. That's not, in English, that's not what the word means. (laughs) Right? Voluntary means consent. Voluntary no. means of your own volition. No,
1: it means it means you get to decide how much money you get. You you get to figure out how much money you get stolen yeah, from you rather yeah, you, than somebody
0: else. <laughs> you get to use their guidelines and yeah. figure out how much money you have to pay them. And then if they don't agree with your quote voluntary assessment of your own um, how much your own theft, <laughs> yeah. then they're gonna they're gonna claim that you owe more and adjust it and stuff like that. And you know it's kind of funny because I have a, a coworker who's not a libertarian. He's not just one not of a libertarian no all of them are not libertarians <laughs> <Okay>. but <laughs> but i wish i wish i worked in a work environment where uh, my coworkers truly understood the ideas of freedom and we were all on the same page about that but there's a lot of work to do in in the world and not everybody is of that mindset at least yet the ideas are good they're catching on they they sell themselves and so forth but anyway one of my coworkers who is i guess probably would have described himself as Kind of a liberal, I guess, maybe leaning towards like social democrat, that kind of thing. Um, recently got kind of attacked by the IRS. Like they made a mistake on some form. And they came they down on him and they said, oh, you owe us $25,000 pay up or you're going to jail. And they sent him a lot of nasty, threatening letters and demanded that he produce past returns and past paperwork to show that he had indeed paid this or, or that they were wrong or whatever. And, you know, his time was stolen from him as well as his money, because due to their own mistake... Sure. <laughs> you know, he had this bad experience where he was required to defend himself.
1: Yeah. He has to, he has to, he has to prove his innocence. It's so ridiculous.
0: Exactly. It's yeah. It's yeah. He's proving his innocence instead of instead <laughs> someone of a, else trying to prove his guilt. Sure. So yeah, I mean, and, and he had that experience and he was like, wow. Afterwards he was like, I really hate the IRS. I really hate paying taxes. It's a shame. And that His, that's his mind what it was told. opened a little bit to the whole nature of funding the government.
1: It's a shame. It's a shame <laughs> that that's what it takes sometimes for people is for them to be the victim. It of is government violence before they realize
0: it really is, and it's it happens to so many people. You know, they get charged with something. Uh, hopefully, it's not too big of a deal, but it could be just a parking ticket or a speeding ticket, or and then all of a sudden they realize, dog. "Hey, I didn't want these services." <laughs> I, I hope no, yeah, I hope no, no dogs are killed in the making of liberty-minded people. But it, sometimes people see news stories about that kind of thing, sure. about SWAT teams busting in and killing people's dogs, or about. Uh, cases of mistaken identity where innocent people are are harmed, or
1: the wrong uh, SWAT team goes to the wrong address, and
0: mm-hmm. and uh, that's one that we hear so often that it's almost not news anymore. Unfortunately, up yeah. oh, it happened again. Police brutality rep- websites do they really highlight that kind of stuff? But yeah, it it is unfortunate, but it's almost inevitable that anyone at any given time is subject to being kind of screwed by the system and is is going to encounter something from the government like that if they are around long enough free talk live we'll be back 603-435-1105 is our number give us a call stick with us we'll return This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Stephanie, and I have someone extra joining us today. I, I think I screwed up the whole rotation, but yeah. this is Stephanie.
6: <laughs> and Boner Joe.
0: And Mandrick. Yep, and Boner Joe is joining us for the third hour. He had some comments. He was listening in. He was local, so he yeah. decided to come and join
4: us.
1: He broke into the studio, and if, <laughs> if the cam was on, you'd see he's very scary looking, and he, he, yeah, so we had to let him on. We'd have no choice.
0: Well, Joe, what do you think about that? Are you scary looking?
6: Uh I don't think so. I don't act it,
0: <laughs> do I? He's a giant no. teddy bear. Yeah. I, I
6: could be a real ass.
0: <laughs> you know, that's what that's what girls say, right, when they just want to be friends with a guy. Oh. They that's say, You're like a death. giant teddy bear. You're like my brother. You're like my brother.
1: <laughs> you're
0: so nice. Isn't that right? Now I'm gonna go have sex with this mean guy. <laughs> right, this jock. Yeah. This, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That seems to be the narrative. So what's up, BJ? How you doing, man? Yeah. yeah. Can we just call right. you BJ? Yes, that's fine. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. You don't have to say the boner word. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not as if it's a bad word, right. but you know. <laughs> Great word. It's uh it's a little bit easier, a little less cumbersome just to say BJ. And uh yeah, I, I enjoy going to um BJ's the wholesale club actually to buy my food every week. And your alcohol? Um, no, I don't I don't buy alcohol. I know. <laughs> but um yeah, it, it sometimes can create. I was going to say about BJs, it can sometimes create kind of some funny situations, right?
1: Like when they're located next to, to a dick sporting, sporting goods. goods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, BJ, did you have some thoughts on the discussion that we were having earlier about can people just be friends or if, if one of them is attracted to another, that kind of thing? Well,
6: I definitely have some experience on this. And, um, I found it I, – I I can never get it past my mind mm-hmm. thinking about that person. Mm-hmm. And I well, just ended up having to several relationships just to keep sane, mm-hmm. you know, because –
1: For someone you're attracted to that's right, not attracted to you. Right. That's what I'm – that's pretty much what I'm – yeah, I'm in agreement with that.
0: Mm-hmm. So was it like a real severe attraction where it was just like – Yeah. You just can't put it out of your mind? Pretty or, much. Yeah, because I think – I don't know. I think if it's just a just a crush, like sometimes right. those can dissipate, yeah. or you can get over it, or, or they get worse, or they get worse. Yeah, it's either one is possible.
6: And I try, you know, I try, I've tried to be friends with this person, just friends, and mm-hmm. it's just, and they wanted to continue a friendship even after I told them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But Sh- should we
0: just tell everybody it's us? <laughs> it's
4: not <laughs> for, the, for those that don't
0: know uh,
1: bj and i actually cook together at pork fest
0: yeah they're business partners yes just, no, nothing, just nothing more as far as i know but yeah. i always
1: call him it's my partner <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah that's your yeah. partner and you guys work really well together i ate a lot of your food at pork fest and you it was their meat. Really well <laughs> executed and great and i was trying to give you a serious compliment here but You seem to have train wrecked it. It's the third hour of Free Talk Live. (laughs) Anyway, if you have thoughts on this or any other subject, you can give us a call at 603-435-1105 and let us know whatever is on your mind. I did have an article that I wanted to read, and this was (sighs) sad. It was very sad and disgusting and despicable. And it's from a blog called the New Civil Rights Movement blog. And uh, let's see if there's a byline. Nope, I don't see. Oh, yes, I do by David Badash. Religious leader shoots 4-year-old boy to death because he might be gay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And this is this is so sad. And of course, how, you know, how how could
1: a 4-year-old because he might be gay? Because
0: he might be gay. Yeah. I I mean, we'll get into a little bit more, but I actually heard um something about this article today and I think it was because uh, the fa- the boy's father, had left the family, or something like this. They're they're in a crazy religious cult. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: they're in a crazy religious. Well, cra- that that's idea? kind
0: of a redundancy, right? Crazy uh, which, religious. Which one? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I mean, like, which one
1: isn't? <laughs> yeah, but what, what gives you the idea that it's crazy? You know, other than the fact that he shot a four year old that he
0: would do violence yeah. against uh, a four year old boy because he might be gay. I mean. I don't know about you, but at four years old, I wasn't thinking too much about my future sexual orientation, and no. I don't think I could have asserted it in words, whether I was going to, you know, who yeah. I was going to be attracted to. You fir- may have been
1: hardwired. Oh, go ahead, sorry.
6: The first thing I, I just shot into my brain is like, did this like guy like abuse the kid or something? He was going to like tell somebody about it. Actually, like the kid knew something. I, I have no yeah. idea about this story, but mm-hmm. that's just the first thing that came to my head. It's like religious, you know, deeply religious people and. Yeah, because they're so
0: conflicted and they often have so much this like sexual pathology and hang ups and, you know, things like child abuse, sexual abuse are not uncommon, especially in the Catholic Church where they covered them up for years. And it was so common and the bishops would just get transferred around when people would find out that it would happen and no restitution was ever done. To the victims. They just basically swept it under the rug and made them feel so guilty that they didn't talk about it. So you're right, BJ. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility that this boy was, was abused as well. But let's get into this article and maybe we'll find out a little bit more about the details. So uh, North Carolina, a religious leader in North Carolina shot to death his four-year-old stepson because he thought the boy, Jaden Higginbotham, might be gay. The man, Peter Lucas Moses... 27, who also shot to death a 28-year-old woman, may face the death penalty. Because that'll, so, that'll also, solve the problem. This is a
4: new thing. Wow. The the, so
0: this guy was a... Um, he was homicidal. You know, he he killed two people. And, I mean, that's egregious on its own. But the motivations also. Um, you know, shooting a little boy, a child, who, you know, there's pretty much... Almost no way that this child could have aggressed against this this man, right, who shot him, right? I mean, it's it's not as if there was any notion of this being um, the use of defensive force. It was just, no, it was completely aggressive and um, just just totally egregious. So Moses, whom police stopped short of calling a cult leader, lived in a one-room home with nine children and three women. The 28-year-old woman, an Antoinette Yvonne McCoy, Moses killed, had been beaten and strangled with an extension cord before Moses murdered her. The day he did, she had to ex- ex- she had escaped to a neighbor's house and begged her to use the cell phone. The neighbor did not call police because she claims that she thought the woman might be mentally disturbed. She witnesses Moses dragging her into the house and still never called police. So, well, the there's police just would have fixed
1: the problem. I'm sure.
0: Oh, there's just so much bad things. There's so many bad things going on in this story. But gosh, it's so scary, sad. And and one of the scariest things is that this is being covered on this blog that's pretty—I've uh, never heard of this blog before. I don't want to say it's like small time or anything, but this story isn't coming from CNN or anything like that, right? And it's just not getting that much attention. And I think that, sadly, sometimes these horrible things happen, and it's almost as if people give it a pass because it's their religion, right? Have you ever, you guys ever experienced this?
1: Yeah, I— I, I know what you mean. Um I don't know. I, I haven't really looked around the on the internet to see if this is anywhere else though. There might it might be.
0: I mean, I don't I don't think anyone really is is saying it's okay to murder because it's your religion or whatever. And I think most people even in the mainstream religions would probably agree that this guy was um had some serious problems going on and some some serious serious issues to kill two people. Um but it's it's looked on as, as kind of a mainstream view to be against um, any kind of homosexuality to the point of using maybe at least social shame and social pressure to stop it, if not overt force. I mean, there was just somebody who came out um, and made a statement. I, gosh, I wish I could remember who it was, but some major political leader or something who said that uh, it was a Tea Party person who uh-huh. said that... Um, Teasing because of sexual orientation, uh teasing gay teenagers was healthy social pressure. <laughs> it wasn't abuse. Yeah. Wow. And that is just such a perverse view of the world that, you know, it's okay. Oh, they're just putting a little peer pressure on him.
1: <laughs> well, if it's not one thing, it's gonna be another, especially in a like a public school setting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it's just it's just so sad and and I I feel so sorry for this boy who lost his life because of this crazy, misguided Messed up view. Anything to add, guys? Uh, I I know it's it's, it's got really serious all of a sudden. If you want to lighten things up, go call us 603-435-1105. I can't talk about this stuff without becoming really sad. So, you know, this might bring up another interesting topic to discuss. What do you guys think about this? um, You know, often... We have a lot of friends who are into freedom, right? And oftentimes, you can say that <laughs> they, <laughs> they're they're using social networks and things like that to share news stories and videos and and things of that nature. And sometimes they share these really horrible police brutality stories and things uh, about we can war. Get into this. Sure. And I, I just. I hate to watch that stuff, and I almost feel like I should, but I don't want to. And uh, we'll discuss this more in the next segment coming up. 603-435-1105. If you've got thoughts, this is Free Talk Live, and we'll be back with more. Stay tuned.
5: What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keen is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at FreeKeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at FreeKeen.com. That's FreeKeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. I'm Stephanie. And Marjorie. And Mandrick. we barely heard BJ say hello because the bass on the music was obscuring his name. But oh. but welcome to the third seat and there being our co host Thank you for sitting in for the last hour. We've been having a blast so far and covered a lot of interesting ground. All kinds of articles from the silly to the serious. And I wanted to talk about something that kind of encompasses both just now, which is that we brought this up in the last segment we we've got a lot of people in our social circles who um use social media and stuff like that and they share some stuff that can be kind of heavy right some stuff that can be sometimes hard to think about and hard to listen to stuff about war about police brutality about the the ever decreasing state of freedom in the in the in the country and in the world actually so I was kind of just wondering what you gentlemen think about that. And do you enjoy watching that stuff? Do you, do you want to watch it? Do you want to ignore it? <laughs>
6: yeah, I, I, I watch it. I don't watch all of it. De- definitely, especially like Cop Block and Stuff posts. I watch it when I get a chance. And mm-hmm. thing about it is every time I watch it, most, most of it just makes me like so angry, like point of like violent rage inside. Mm-hmm. that it's like, I want to do something. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah. You can't. I I know There's, a, I, there's no practical thing you can
1: Yeah, I, I think I think that depends on in general when I watch these videos I, I feel I mean I you can you could try too. to do
6: outreach and educate the public and but there's still out there people committing these acts of violence and getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It, I just, I just think how much of this happened before there were so many personal video cameras mm-hmm. where, that weren't caught on tape. So I, I, I just yeah. take the, the Rodney King sure. beating
0: was what the first thing that was really one of the first things, on video, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, as far yeah. as I'm aware, but yeah. I, I avoid the videos honestly. I, I don't want to watch them. I don't want to feel depressed from, you know, I don't want to use what time I have to sit there and feel, feel depressed and and you know, helpless watching videos of people. Who are oftentimes innocent or you know just have a plant or something it's mm-hmm. it's there's so many different situations
0: yeah and I feel that I feel the same way as as both of you gentlemen i mean it i when I see that kind of stuff, I know it's important to watch and it's important to share, especially for the people who aren't really so up on these ideas and sure. may not may not know about what's going on. But at the same time, I don't want to watch it myself. I feel like it's kind of hurt, hurtful, damaging, especially knowing that there's not really much I can do about it. Yeah. I think there's and, an
1: exception to that. Mm-hmm. And, and being up here in New Hampshire, when it's your friends, when it's people you know and those videos are released, I, yeah. I, I watch those videos. Because there is something you can do. You can
0: support them. I do too, but it makes me cry.
1: It's, it's so <laughs> sad because you're it's like, so sad. You're like, these are my friends. And you're right. It is. It's very... It hits, but it hits home. I mean, those, you, those people you have personal relationships with. Yeah. But there is something you can actually do, even if that's just supporting them in court.
6: You know, at least I, I really something. wish I had the finances to hire a full-time lawyer to go after, you know, any any of us gets in trouble,
4: mm-hmm.
6: you know, we didn't do anything wrong. It just, just to fight. The Wearing government. a hat in court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just to have something, you know, legally sure. to attack them with, but we have nothing.
0: yeah except volunteer and pro bono help and sometimes that can be somewhat hard to come by even though there are sort of lawyers who are kind of on our you know sympathetic or pro-liberty although there are some people who would argue that anyone who who is a lawyer is like by nature of their job really can't make those very principled arguments Mm -hmm. that that really strike at the root of what's happening I, i don't you know I don't agree that that lawyers are like useless or anything. I think that they're. I, I think that they can definitely have their place, especially in kind of serving a a protective role for people. But, uh, but yeah, sometimes the approach that people want to take in court is not really compatible with having a lawyer that's like licensed by the bar and all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: But would you agree though that as far as videos that or people that you care about and your friends, mm-hmm. you know, you said you still watch them too, right?
0: Yeah, I do. I watch them reluctantly, and every time I see kind of a new one coming out, it's like. Oh no! Do you feel helpless? I'm mean, going to have though? to watch this. Uh, it, well, it's good knowing that I'm here in New Hampshire yeah. and I'm I'm with them. It, but it it does sadden me. I don't like to see my friends being hurt. I don't want to see that happening. So, in a way, it's somewhat motivating to you know to get the ideas of liberty out there. To want to talk to people more. To want to like kind of educate people and and share these videos around. But I don't know.
1: Would, would you say it's more motivating? Those videos motivate you more to, to to want to do something or to actually do something than just watching some random person who... I, I say random person, but still, you know, who's getting beat by cops.
0: Oh, when it's someone I know? Yeah, yeah.
1: compared... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. It's more about... It's not as depressing. I mean, it's still depressing. Well, when it's, it's a random
0: right. person it's and, and you don't know them, you, you feel kind of far removed from yeah. them. And it's almost like, well, this is a, in the context of the broader system. But then sure. when it's like, when it's your friend that's being hurt then it's like that's when i when i say that i cry like yeah. sometimes i cry at random people too but oh yeah softie, sure. but <laughs>
1: i, I tell totally, you i totally understand because it, 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 it
0: hits home more when it's like someone yeah. you know it's someone in your close circle it's like wow gosh this is just so so painful to watch and it, it does make you want to do something and sometimes it can be very frustrating because it feels like well a what do i do and b how effective is that going to be and sure. is it going to take a long time to see any effects and yeah you know,
6: sometimes i watch these videos and i wonder how i would react if i was actually there mm-hmm. oh yeah it's like yeah. could i could i restrain myself
0: yeah yeah yeah
6: i think i could but yeah I mean, and I,
0: everyone does for just, the just most part per- in, the, in the videos
6: not like attacking anybody just trying to stop the violence you know sure
0: sure
1: well the, i think i think what at least for me when i watch a video of just a random you know police police brutality video mm-hmm. i i have those feelings of just you know just feeling depressed and and sad and helpless and this i i can have those same feelings watching friends of mine you know being arrested for the most ridiculous things but then at least in that situation at least with me now living in new hampshire i there i do feel like there is something i can do whereas the other videos i just feel helpless that, mm-hmm. that those feelings
0: still come but when i watch stuff about war i feel really helpless oh, because it's like yeah. it's just so beyond my sphere of Absolutely. influence you know, there there are a lot of people who say this, not just me, but I do believe... You mean like videos that, of
1: just children that have been killed and civilians, things like that, or just in general? Yeah.
0: Stuff like the Bradley Manning stuff, you know, yeah. the WikiLeaks, and oh gosh, it's just so horrible to watch, and it's just, oh, it, it's so heart-wrenching. It's depressing. It is. It really is, and it's like, I can be an anti-war activist, and I can I can do liberty activism of all different kinds, but ending the war is... is, is it's so difficult that it's probably not really feasible for me, at least by myself, and or at least with the amount of people who are willing to kind of stand up and be activists um, uh, right now. And uh, you know, it's 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 sad to watch and stuff like that. But and and the worst thing about that is that I don't it doesn't turn me into more anti-war. Like I'm already as anti-war as yeah. it can get, right? It's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna make me move further along in my political views, but um. What I was saying before is that a lot of people say that, you know, you really don't have much control over things like the economy, the wars, the federal government, that kind of thing. You do have control over your personal relationships and the people that you interact with in your own life and how you treat them and and so forth. And uh, it, it's this weird kind of meeting of those worlds where someone in your personal life Cl- kind of clashes with the political system right and you see a video of one of your friends being hurt or, or arrested exactly and, and what do you do at that point point? and uh i don't know i i don't really have an easy answer but um I, I do think it's important to share and and just know that at least those things are being documented even if it's difficult to watch they're not going silent it's not happening for no reason and people are becoming aware of what's happening and going on this is free talk live is our number. Tell us how you feel when you watch police brutality videos. We want to know. And we'll return shortly with more coming up. You
5: know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. A listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855 to get vapor or go to vaporsmiths.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. I am Stephanie with you.
6: And Boner Joe.
0: And Mandrick,
1: and I love
4: you.
0: And who who does Mandrick love? Everybody. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Except that guy. Doesn't it dilute the love when you love like 8 million listeners? Because we have so many people listening to our... How can love be diluted? That's true. It's not a zero-sum game, right? It's not a series of tubes. No, it's not a series of tubes and neither is the internet. Yes, that's where I was going. Anyways. Oh, oh boy, we're okay. off to a great start with this segment. So if you have thoughts, if you want to tell us what love is.
1: I want to know what love is. And I, I want, want you to, you tell to show me, me.
0: Or show me. Says, <laughs> I was just thinking the exact same thing. If you want to show us what love is, you can call us oh, at 603 Anything that's on your mind, bring it up as long as it's uh, radio appropriate, of course. And we've got a story for you. This, this is, I don't know quite what to make of this one, but I think it might spark some interesting discussion. I think, yeah, go ahead. From Reuters, woman sprays police with breast milk, Chicago, a lactating U S woman was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct after she sprayed sheriff's deputies with breast milk as they tried to remove her from a vehicle. Police said on Monday, Ohio resident was arrested and charged with domestic violence and assault linked to a domestic dispute as well as resisting arrest and disorderly conduct, according to the Delaware County Sheriff's Office. It was this woman's husband told authorities, um, sorry, it said um, Robinette, who's the woman's husband, told authorities the pair had been attending a wedding when his wife got drunk and started a dispute. Hmm. She said that she hit him multiple times before locking herself in her car outside a banquet facility on Saturday. Sheriff said that when police approached the car to speak to her, she yelled profanities and refused to get out. When deputies attempted to remove the woman from the vehicle, she addressed the deputies that she was a breastfeeding mother and proceeded to remove her right breast from her dress and began spraying deputies in the vehicle with her breast milk, Davis said, who's the sheriff? Wow. (laughs) She was later removed from the car and arrested after more deputies arrived on the scene. I guess they had to bring in the whole squad to deal with the lactating mom, huh?
1: You need at least 15 cops for that. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know.
0: And so the final quote in the article this is a prime example of how alcohol can make individuals do things they would not normally do. Yeah, that's true. Sheriff when, when I get drunk I always just start squirting breast milk at people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably That I stopped would be drinking. a pretty difficult feat for you, Mandrick.
1: What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I didn't know you were you you were lactating.
1: Well, now you know. <laughs> Secret ingredient in the bottle. Oh. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, this is getting bad. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> anyway, is, um, would you? I would equate that to like spitting at a cop. Would you? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the point fluid. that
0: I wanted to bring up with this article. I wanted to bring up that that serious point that people have historically been arrested for um, spitting at cops. Yeah. There was one where someone I think farted on a cop and <laughs> got charged with assault on an wow. officer, and and you know. I guess it was assault with a silent but deadly weapon, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you are so proud of yourself. I wish the camera was on. She's all like, I said a funny one. And it's
1: absolutely a horrible joke. Like I saw, I saw it coming a mile away.
0: Uh, anyway.
1: Yeah. Change the subject.
0: No, but it's true that people have been charged with things like assault, resisting arrest, disorderly conduct. Those are their, their kind of catch-all charges that they charge yeah. everyone with for somehow their bodily fluids get on the police well, and the police want to, you know want to charge them with additional charges.
1: What I, what I want to know is they actually have, cops actually have spit bags, spitting bags. They like put over people's heads if they're just spitting at them. Wow. Yeah, you can Google search it. It's, yeah, it's how crazy. How can they breathe? So do they have like, do they have like breast bags to stop the squirting?
0: Mm, that's a good question. They, they they may have to spend a bunch of taxpayer money to do that, you know, after this incident, the Chicago police, because it's very unsanitary, right?
6: Sterilize you know, the whole <laughs> block, you know. Oh, gosh. Breast milk. <laughs> well you know the the thing about this thing is thing. This, this woman <laughs>
0: you know I, I i think what she did wasn't very tactful and i mean it, it sounds like there was some problems rather, going on you know,
6: encounter breast milk than spit though i know that
0: mm. <laughs> it depends is this chocolate or strawberry <laughs> I, well, I, I don't know i think it was unflavored so but. <laughs> she wasn't
1: so she wasn't charged with like public nudity or something
0: uh, No, she was just charged with disorderly conduct. And actually, I'm kind of surprised that's all she was charged with. I, I would have thought she would be charged with assault on an officer. Maybe it's because she's a woman, because they don't think that women can assault them or something like that. But, I mean, I, I don't think she should be charged with it. I'm just saying, like, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't. But the thing that I noticed about this article was, like, they called out the whole squad to deal with the breast milk, right? It's like, I don't know, do, do, you, get, do you guys get this idea that, like, people are really wigged out by by breast milk and just and just breast in general. Like. I
1: get the idea that she must have had some nice breasts and they're like, hey guys, come check this
0: out. <laughs> hmm. Well, I guess that's possible too. I didn't think about it from that angle. I well, remember that woman
6: that tried to uh, make the breast milk ice cream and uh, got shut down, so I guess.
0: I don't remember that. You know, Is that true?
6: Yeah. Um, huh. I, I guess she had like a normal ice cream shop. I, I, I guess I'm remembering as a woman, I'm not sure. but mm-hmm. um, And she got it from like local you know, donors, and it was pasteurized. Uh huh. So there, there was nothing in it. Mm-hmm. Well, but
0: breast milk contains antibodies, but it, I mean, it, it can right. contain, um, it it can transmit the the HIV virus. So I guess that's one of the things that you'd have to be worried about with breast milk. But at the same something, time, pasteurization should kill that,
6: right? And something about I think I think the people were tested too.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it's, that sounds very free market. Right? I they think it was just like an
6: emergency order. They didn't really give her a reason. You mm-hmm. guys want to go for ice cream after the show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so hungry.
0: I think I'm lactose intolerant after after reading about this, but. <laughs> but I'm yeah. very
1: to- tolerant of lactose.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. It it just seems like this. Um, you know, this article was filed under like the weird news kind of reports on Yahoo, and it, it's just. Uh, it's 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 a strange article, but it's it's also strange that they had this response where they had to call out the whole squad to to deal with this. It's so typical,
1: yeah, yeah. This type of thing. I mean, there's always nothing else I'd... to do that day.
0: Yeah, I just... wonder how much it costs the taxpayers in Chicago to to b- bust out the entire police squad to deal with this woman who was, you know, maybe she was intoxicated and stuff, but maybe she was even a little belligerent. But
1: it, it reminds me of those videos you see where somebody refuses to talk to a cop or they're video recording you know mm-hmm. a cop pulls him over because you know he's he's walking on the side of the street mm-hmm. yeah. whatever and then they they just start calling back up and back up because it's, it's like oh you're not gonna talk to me well wait till i get my friends out here mm-hmm. and We're really are you. yeah and there's gonna be like five cop cars there for some dude that's literally it, it's just all they're doing is escalating it rather than de-escalating mm-hmm. which is the best way to handle any solution any any situation yeah they just want to escalate the issue just so they could you know like show a force yeah. Show who's boss. Lay down that law.
6: Law enforcement officer.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And so many of them have this mentality that the law is the law, no matter what, no matter how silly it is. I mean, we we talked about a couple of stories earlier where, uh, we, BJ, you weren't here, but we discussed a story where there was a guy who, he was in a a zone that was like conditionally no parking, like it was no parking until 10 a.m. and he was there at 9:20, hmm. and he witnessed an accident and got out of his car and parked his car in the no parking zone while he was helping the accident. It was a pedestrian that had gotten run over and he, while he was helping with this accident, directing traffic around it and trying to calm people down, he noticed a parking enforcement person putting a ticket on his car and said, well, no, 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 wait, don't give me a ticket. I, I was just helping with this accident. And, and, and she basically said, well, too bad. And, uh, and gave him the ticket and walked away and, you know, he tried to get it cleared and he got the rigmarole and the runaround and he wow. couldn't, couldn't do it. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, another example of just a silly law and these, these people just, they depersonalize uh, it. They make it yeah, just that's, that's following so, orders. That's the only
6: thing you can do is just, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause really how could, if you're a thinking person right. and you're thinking about just the implications shut your brain off
6: and go to work and
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
6: Been
1: that hamster wheel,
6: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and it's really sad that that they're they're not thinking of the people who their actions are affecting as as human beings. I think, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of people who would just say that they're unaccountable and irresponsible because their services, quote unquote, services are provided at the point of a gun, right? No, the the parking enforcement division is not something that there would be a need for in the free market, probably. I mean, there, there might be something kind of similar, but people would always have a choice. But you can't opt out of the parking system, uh, except by not using government roads. Sure. But even then, I mean, yeah. if probably if you have a bicycle, they'll they'll want you to pay a license fee for the bicycle, and they'll tickle- ticket you for things that you do on the bicycle, too. So they're really kind of inescapable, and it's, it's not a service that people actually want and demand. It's just a service that they're getting, whether they want it or not. I want a hug. I... I want to hug too. <laughs> Maybe we can work something out on a voluntary basis. Mm-hmm. This is Free Talk Live. Give us a call, 603 435 1105. Still time to take your call if you make it. We're launching the final segment next. Stay tuned. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. This is the last segment of the show, but still time for your calls if you're going to make them. Our number is 603-435-1105. And I am Stephanie here with you.
6: And Donald Joe.
0: And Mandrake. Yes, indeed. And we actually do have a call on the line. I'm going to bring him on right away. We have McFall. And I didn't catch where you were calling from, McFall. Where are you, where are you on the line from? Pennsylvania. Cool. Well, so what was on your mind tonight?
7: Okay, well, as I told you uh, when, uh, when you screened me, that I had a question for uh, She Talk Live, which is no more, so I'm just going to ask it to you. Yeah. Um, well,
1: actually, Bonner Joe and I are both... Uh, I
4: <laughs>
1: You're
0: honorary females, right? <laughs>
1: okay. We're, we're working on
0: it. <laughs> wait, wait, Mandra can betre- pretend to be Carla, and, uh, and BJ can just pretend to I be could, I could any never, of the third co-hosts that he likes. <laughs> I could
1: never pretend to be Carla, I just don't have that much... Re- I retorn-
0: think you're just not awesome enough. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly.
7: I, I think it would be funny if Mandrick pretended to be um Michelle because uh Come I don't hey, think guys. that Mandrick could play a Christian very well.
0: This is Michelle. <laughs> okay, I lose. Oh. Wow. Anyway, McFall, so okay, pre- pretend that we're all women here and, and uh let me know what was on your mind.
7: Okay. Well, you have spent a lot of time talking about the non-objectification of women, and Mm -hmm. uh, I remember in a a Complete Liberty podcast that you did around Christmas time, Mm -hmm. how you were talking about kind of doing away with uh, society's ideas of physical beauty to some extent. So I'm just wondering, to what extent should uh, physical attraction play a role in selecting a mate before it begins to be shallow or... Uh, objectifying uh, one's potential mate.
0: Well, that's a great question. And um, before you go, before we go into the answer, I don't remember saying that we should get rid of the standards of physical beauty. But I, I certainly think that um, in this culture today, there are some unrealistic standards of beauty for women, like. That they should, uh, you know, look like these people in magazines that are always airbrushed and they're like very, very thin. Oh, yeah. Only the thin ones are ever shown in pictures, and and they're supposed to look young and stuff like that. So, I think okay, that, those... that
7: makes sense. I, mm-hmm. I suppose I didn't remember exactly what it was. It's been a few months.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's totally understandable. And um, and thanks for listening to those, by the way. <sighs> okay, so at at what point should attraction play a role in selecting a mate? Well, obviously, I think that people want to find the best partner they can. And part of that is, is physical attraction, but to a certain extent, physical attraction reflects health, right? Or at least it it approximates health, right? And so if someone is taking good care of themselves and, you know, getting exercise and getting enough sleep and eating well, then they're going to look good on the outside. And I don't think that someone necessarily needs things like makeup or a lot of like really flashy clothes to look good, although some people do enjoy that that kind of look and think that it's beautiful, Um, I I just think that kind of good health and and good mental health um, beget physical beauty, if that makes any sense. And I I don't think that, um, you know, I I, I don't think that... um, It's bad to look at physical attractiveness when selecting a partner because obviously you you want someone that you you think is beautiful it's but like, it's a it becomes a problem for me when people are only looking at beauty and only looking at physical attractiveness as the thing that women have to offer in a relationship right it's 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 about looking at the whole person and and physical looks are a part of that but they're they're not the whole thing it's just scratching the surface It's,
1: it's like a meal almost like you you see something and it looks some type of food and you're like wow that looks great but when you dig into it, if there if it's if something can look good and you know there's no there's no, there's nothing to it. There's no substance. Mm-hmm. I mean that's really what it comes down to.
6: It's definitely about personal relationship first, really. Oh it's about building about that. actual attraction, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just you not know, just looking at somebody. It's but,
1: about building that connection yeah. for sure.
0: I think Mandrick, I, I like what you say often about it's oh, no. it's it's not about the it's it's not about the body or the physical exterior. It's about what it's attached to, the yep. per, the person that's inside of it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, like people are like, oh, I like big boobs. And it's like, <laughs> it all depends on what they're attached to. I, right. I just, the size doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I certainly acknowledge that there's like an evolutionary drive. You know, we were talking about on the show last week, Mark and I, we were talking about an article about about big breasts and breast size and how it relates to intelligence among women. And... It certainly is true that like there are physical markers um, that indicate health and fertility and fitness. Like high levels of estrogen cause women to have um, full lips and uh, a curvy waist hip ratio and maybe bigger breasts. And I think people see that and their their reptile brain says, "Ooh, make babies, hot woman, lots of estrogen." You know <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, at, at the end of the day, we are actually rational beings, and and we. We're not just looking at um, at the physical looks, I guess. If our goal is to find a partner that we're that we are building a connection with, it all depends on what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
7: Does that? Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So far, so good. But let's uh, make it a little bit more complicated. What sure. if one is oneself, not mainly through uh, le- being lethargic or sedentary, but um, you know, just bigger than normal, and also not exactly within the uh, normal framework of what is considered attractive. Would it Mm -hmm. be unreasonable for that person to seek a person who is generally considered attractive?
0: I'm sorry, say the last part again. Would it be unreasonable for a person who's outside of the conventional attractiveness to seek what?
7: To seek somebody who is.
0: Oh, so basically this is the concept of like dating within your league, so to speak.
7: Yes, although I hate that that uh, terminology, yeah, I, but. like I Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. I that's <laughs>
1: really. I,
0: I think that it's. I think that um, who you are and who you're attracted to, essentially, are two separate things. And everyone is completely within their rights to seek whatever kind of partner that they that they want and sure. desire. And yeah. if you know. If that's, it might be true that the partner that they want and desire is difficult to find, but it's still perfectly okay to to seek that kind of person, right? You shouldn't settle. Okay,
7: yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If, um, I, I, I am talking about myself, and I'm not going to say I'm ugly because you know beauty is necessarily in the eye of the beholder, and it only takes one person to be attracted to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I have frequently been accused of being uh, of, of being shallow because. I, uh, well, I mainly, I just don't want to date a woman who's bigger than me and I'm pretty big. So that's not, you know, a, a very tough standard, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh still, I don't um, think
1: there's anything wrong. I mean, that's, happens. that's what you want in a relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you're attracted to. I don't, I don't know. I mean, some people want to date women that are like much bigger than them. It's, it's, there's no.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I think that attractive women are attractive for a reason, right? Sure. Because at least they they have the appearance of having good health like we said before and if you want a woman who appears healthy and and attractive then um i think a good way to 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 make it easier to find that is to work improve yourself as mu- as much as possible you know be as healthy as you possibly can yourself and it'll be easier to find uh find a person like that for your partner right
7: yeah and that's mostly what i care about is if a woman's overweight, but she you know it's not because she is lazy and uh, eats like a pig but uh mm-hmm. you know but she actually does take care of herself and she's just above what society considers to be normal weight, which I think is bogus,
4: mm-hmm. then
7: you know I have no problem with that sure but then uh, there are, there are you know there are those people who really don't take care of themselves, and that that in particular is what I find unattractive there, there are people that don't take
1: Say, <clears throat> there's people that don't take care of themselves and they weigh and they're underweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really oh, yeah. a lot of that's genetics. So, and
0: there there are people who don't take care of themselves and look good when they're young, but then sure. it catches up with them, kind of thing.
1: And there's people who take care of themselves physically, but are completely
0: train wreck mentally, <laughs> like yeah,
1: just like mentally and socially. Yeah, you know, there's nothing there.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I think I think that you know, for many people, your perception of their beauty changes as you get to know them absolutely for instance like I've met a lot of people who initially uh, in the first few minutes of conversation seem really attractive and then you get to know them and you find out oh they're a statist or yeah. whoa, that's, they're that's real... a big turnoff, right yeah. there. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
6: laughs> Number one turnoff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to put you in jail for something that you didn't harm anybody for.
0: Yeah, I think we can all relate to that, right? We 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 meet someone and they're physically attractive, but then they we find out that they have an unfortunate idea or an idea that was really incompatible with our own, and your
1: brain just goes, Ew.
0: yeah, <laughs> and it's like an instant kind of deflation of that of that attraction, yeah, it's deflation. And yeah. it, but it works the other way too. That's the thing. If if you meet someone who Initially, it seems maybe not that the most attractive person in the world, and then you you find that you, you laugh with them and you have a great time and you're really compatible. Suddenly, they become beautiful, you know. And it's it's happened to me personally both ways, and I think everyone can sort of kind of experience that, right, McFall?
7: Yeah, likewise.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, um, have we covered the topic? Do you think that's a good answer? Yes.
7: I have I have one other thing to say which is not on that topic. Sure. Um I was going to uh, talk to Mark about it but he's not there. I'm still oh, going to well call him out. Oh, you can
0: call in next week.
7: I I'm still going to call him out this week. He uh, he hasn't returned my email about advertising on my website sledgepress.com. Uh, oh. and that was that was almost a month ago. So uh, yeah. All right.
0: Well, we'll talk to you about it. Thank you so much for making the call. It was a great discussion. Thank you gentlemen for Thanks being for here. Us on. This has been Free Talk Live. We'll see you next week.